All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 47. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today, as always, from across the pond, well, no, not across the pond, Jesus, from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How you doing, sir? How are you? (laughs) (laughs) We are nailing it tonight. I love it. I love it. How is it episode 47? Was it episode 47 like five episodes ago? Right? I don't know. Maybe Hitman wanted some free advertising because their game comes out this month. I don't know. Fucking fucking choking on a fancy marshmallow (laughs) over here. Yeah, no. Best year ever was last episode. It was episode 46. And um, I want to say real quick, Trees, I've made some progress. As much as a guy named Fred can make. Yeah. I went to go set up our podcast for Anchor because, again, yeah. our Podbean hosting ends soon. So if you're going to download the archive of video or of GH101 and Video Game Purist, anything on that feed, you better get on it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to try to backfill VGP, but I don't know if we can. So uh, my goal is our final episode on this feed will be episode 50. Oh, okay. But I went to Anchor and... I had Gaming History 101 when we temporarily transferred to that feed, mm-hmm. and it was still there, <laughs> and still redirecting people back to our current feed. Um, okay. But God bless them. Anchor, like, it's free, and it's unlimited hosting space, so you can, you know, we can just have these episodes be as big as we want, and it doesn't matter. We never run out. Mm-hmm. But you can really only have one podcast. So I had two choices. I could delete the account or add new episodes of Gaming History 101. <laughs> oh. So naturally, I deleted the account. Yeah. And then I went to sign up for a new account using the same email, which is yeah, contact at GamingHistory101.com. Oh, no. You know, it was even funnier. Like, they were prepared for this. They were like, oh, sorry. Mm, we can't do that. Technically, your account's been deleted, but it doesn't actually disappear from our database for like two or three weeks. So try back oh, then. <laughs> oh, okay. Or try a different email. And I didn't want to get rid of the contact to Gaming History 101 email, so I was like, nah, we'll do this. So uh, just so people know our plans, which is kind of tight, <laughs> the mm-hmm. plans are to hopefully... Uh, I did that a couple weeks ago, but I didn't tell anybody. So um, hopefully... Uh, I can have the new anchor feed up by the next episode so that we can start telling people and I'll post, I'll try to backfill those so we can get from episode one of VGP on that feed. And if I can pull all that off, then on episode 50, that'll be the last episode on this feed and we'll move to the video game purists feed. This also means, and Trees has brought this up many times, you can now find us on things like Stitcher and iTunes and things like that by looking up video game purists and not gaming <clears throat> history 101. That will probably be useful to some people. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm making progress, Trees. Good. Making Good job. Progress. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not making any progress. I'm working like a like a COVID guy at a going at an office. I'm going backwards, I think. I'm Are going you? backwards. <laughs> yeah uh yeah i was sick all week well all, all, all weekend i should say yeah and that's uh, even worse i had a cold and uh the amount of people i was amazed this weekend by the amount of people uh that never understood that a cold and the flu uh are two separate 
separate things. <laughs> Very separate things, in fact. Very separate. They're not even the same. <laughs> you, know, you know, I had to explain to several people because the minute I said, oh, I'm, I'm sick, I got a cold. It was like, oh, my God, are you getting tested? You're going to get tested? And I was like, for a cold? I have a cold. We get tested for what? <laughs> yeah, fevers you know. usually come from flu, not cold. Yeah, I'm like, no, yeah. I, I have a stuffed up nose and a headache. Yeah, uh, yeah I can't sinuses, sleep. baby. But uh, If you get a dry cough, sure, get tested. But otherwise, yeah, no. Otherwise than that. So I had to explain to a lot of people, grown people that uh, didn't understand those were two those are two separate things. Um, you might anyways, have even needed to explain to them that there's a third thing called COVID. It's kind of a big deal right now. And that right. has its own symptoms. <laughs> yeah, That was too much of a leap. Yeah, well, they were going right from the they were going right from the common cold to COVID. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to ease them in. You know. I mean, you <laughs> can go get tested, but uh guess what? Bet you come back negative, bet you have a hell of a time trying to get tested. And yeah. Here's something people aren't talking about. Bet your insurance doesn't cover it. Oh God! So, so, um, so that was on that was all weekend, and then Monday, uh, I'm usually home with my boy. Mm-hmm. He goes to day, he doesn't have daycare, but I sent him to daycare. There was an opening, and I said, "I'm sending this boy to daycare, <laughs> I'm and I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna get these Christmas lights in before it gets mm. too cold." Mm-hmm. Smart. Uh, and I did. I, I did. And we have a lot of Christmas lights, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just went out there. I was on the roof. I was on ladders. I got, you know, as I took every strand down, Fred, I had I had some uh, masking tape and a Sharpie in my back pocket. I was labeling nice. every string where they went. That, so yeah. next year, I'm just on it. I'm on it. You know. You're going to be side, too efficient. You're going to be done in like an hour. Side house bush. Side House Bush. Too. Side House Bush was actually my band in high school. Um, I like it. <laughs> we opened for No FX. It was fantastic at the Civic Center. <laughs> I had a girlfriend in high school. I didn't call her by name. I just called her Side House Bush. <laughs> and um, so we will. <laughs> Some of the guys called her Candace. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I got all that done, put away. I cleaned my whole garage up. Damn. Right. My neighbor was demoing his kitchen and asked if I wanted his cabinets. And I was like, normally that's a weird okay. request. Wait, wait, yeah. Like a, a lot just happened thing. there. When you said demoing his kitchen, I thought you meant demonstrating. Like he no, was inviting I mean, he people was, into his house to see it. You're talking about demolishing. He was demolishing. Yeah. He, he had, I should say he personally, but he had people over right. that was basically taking his kitchen and living room down, uh, and they were going to redo everything. And hey, he was Rob, just like, you "Hey, you cabinets? want? Yeah, you want some of these cabinets?" And I was like, "What, what kind of fucking question?" And then I went, "Wait a second, let me take a look at these babies." What are those handles. <laughs> so then like? maybe I can take the those next off. Thing you, yeah. Next thing you know, I had nine feet worth of cabinets in my garage yes i love it because um they're upper cabinets right so they're thinner yeah okay yeah yeah and so if you know the back of my my dinette which you don't know but it's just a plain wall and there's a hutch there right okay with china that no one uses no one (laughs) uses a hutch and no one uses anything that's ever put in a hutch yeah i don't know why we own one it's to display it it. it's to it's to look at me yes wife had it from before me 
and it's always been there. And the, and the here's a little fun fact, kiddos, about hutches: you can't get rid of them. No one wants a hutch. No, there's no. You way. can't sell them. You, you either have one and you don't like it, yes. or don't use it, or you don't have one and you don't want one. Yeah. That's why when you go over old people's houses, they have hutches yeah. with shit in them because those have been there for three hundred years, <laughs> and no one can get rid of them. So the the plan is to get rid of this hutch, right? And then I'm going to use these cabinets and actually build a new, like, uh, across the wall with a countertop. I'm going to build us some more space. But uh, the wall isn't that deep to put, like, you know, floor cabinets down that stick out past my entryway. Mm -hmm. So if we use top cabinets, those are more shallow. And then I can fit them in there. And Anyways, I'm going to be doing me some – I'm very excited to have a Yeah, I can tell. You should be. Um, so my point is, is for a day I should have been rested. I did a lot. And of course it's like 20 degrees out and I'm out there with just a hoodie on, no gloves, you know, because I'm hot because I'm doing all this shit. Yeah. You're active. But, uh, it caught up with me and I woke up for work Tuesday morning and was like, nope. And, uh, <laughs> didn't go to work and I slept, I went back to bed and I slept at two in the afternoon. Damn. To the point where family members came in to see if I was alive at one point. <laughs> like, you know, when you get that bad. Yeah. So I needed that rest. So I, I am not having any any alcohol tonight. Because I feel fine, but you know how that shit goes. You don't oh, want to. Oh, yeah, no. You poke the bear and it whips no, back so. at you. So instead, uh, I decided to eat lots of sugar and caffeine tonight. Uh, so notoriously, have, you know, good at fighting colds, caffeine and sugar team up together and tear shit up. I no, that. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, you making fun of me? Um, <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> so, uh, so I picked up a new Mountain Dew uh, called Major Melon. <laughs> I like it. I like it has. It. it looks like a little general watermelon with an army helmet on. Oh, well, hold on. Now I got to Google this. And he has a dog tag that says Major Melon. And I got to be honest. It's not very Mountain Dew looking. Like the like the, the no, the it's not. Look. Holy cow! That right? that looks, melon's looks fantastic, like though. Looks like something I drew on my book in high school. Well, it's I just I drew on the inside of my I imagined something that was more akin to like army men or like you know various video game franchises maybe like a watermelon version of worms but what i get here is a little more close to like the cynicism that comes with the guy who did uh like the full metal jacket (laughs) cover like it's it's a little more real than you would think sort of i don't know what it is I don't know. It's like rat. It's like rat fink crossed with something. It's pretty hardcore, though. This major melon. It's not that good. Um, no. Okay. And then I'm also eating bags of uh, smash mellows. Have you ever had those? My wife buys no, them. Oh, now I'm googling that. Smash. Can you imagine what my smash- Google searches are going to look like soon? And have smash mellows. Mallows. Smash mallow. The little like uh, boutique. Bags of marshmallows with crazy, like, real flavor, you know, the little, the snackable Smash marshmallow. Smash Mallow. Yeah. 
And um, ooh, they're flavored, and they are oh, they're crazily flavored, and they're they're pretty ooh. tasty. Uh, we have oh shit, cold Ella. brew dipped. Oh, you got all got all types. Oh, and it's uh, a I'm dark chocolate yeah. cold brew dipped. That's that's a stout man's yeah flavor right there. Well, I'm having um, I had I was snacking on um toasted uh vanilla last night. Oh, um. We have upstairs a cinnamon churro. I haven't oh. tried one of those. Uh, but right now down here, I'm, I'm having sugar cookie. And they're basically little cubes, marshmallows with like uh, to, to like pink crystals, like something you put on a sugar cookie, obviously, on right. it. And that's why I was choking. Uh, because <laughs> they're, they're also a very strange consistency. They're not like super... Like the best part of them is the shit they put on them. The cube of marshmallow itself is very like dense and hard to chew. It's almost like the stuff inside a gym mat or something. <laughs> oh, okay. It, I, I actually know the texture you're referring to though. It, it's like a very, yeah. Doesn't, I wouldn't say it melts in your mouth. I don't know what they are. My wife buys them cause she thinks it'd be cute for like toasting them over fires and they never are. Mm-hmm. Because all the sugar things on them just uh, melts the sugar and makes like molten sugar. And then the kids get, uh, third degree burns in their mouths yep. and i'm like i'm buying these the toast uh so i mean that's what i'm eating and uh i mean yeah they're, they're pretty good i mean they're tasty if anything there you go just a weird consistency for a marshmallow and i don't know if it's because it's like all this like it's made with gluten-free ingredients and it's like yo all the best natural ingredients you know which is Probably doesn't make for a good marshmallow. You need some real fake, fake shit in there for a nice marshmallow, right? But, yeah, I would agree. Uh, Smashmallows. <laughs> Get them today. We are actually brought to you by uh, Smashmallows. That'd be nice. Does anybody have them as a sponsor? I don't know. Uh, we should reach out. We should. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have I'll have the uh, advertising girl uh, call their people. Okay, so yeah. no, nothing. Go ahead. Oh no, I uh, I just found out that Metallica is releasing a whiskey, and I don't mean to be. Somebody sent me a text about that. I don't mean to be rude, but given that that band has really struggled with alcohol, do they think that's the best move? <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter, but <laughs> anyway, James Hetfield makes honey. He should sell honey. He should sell honey. The beekeeping now. You know what? I got to take that back. Metallica already sells a beer. So what am I thinking? Whatever. Alcohol, heavy metal, the two go hand in hand. Just because you sell alcohol doesn't mean you drink it. Hey, here's something we can talk about, Fred. Sure. You know, uh, I pride myself when you always throw it to me in the beginning, right? When you're always like, and my my brother from the East Coast or something, and you throw it to me, Mm -hmm. you know? I like to think I'm like that little, I'm like that little fire starter. You know what I mean? I like you, you throw it to me and then I always have something to get the conversation flowing. You I do. pride myself on that. Right. Yeah. Out of the blue. Too. Like I always just. Boom. Yeah. Like it's not planned. He's not thinking about it. I don't, I've seen don't think- enough evidence to suggest that that's not the case. Literally from the time Fred says, are you ready? 
and then you fiddle with stuff, I it stuff pops in my head. Right. So last week though, I had something I wanted to mention, and you threw it to me, and I choked. I was just like, because it was it was like after a lull, and I was you know, yeah. whatever. And you were like, and how are you doing? And I was just like, I'm all right. I think it was like, like the that day was, before was, New Year's too. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and I, I was totally gonna mention how I want to bet a video game bet with my wife uh, because oh. she she bet me because I brought something up and she didn't believe me and I bet her that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> I know where this making is a game console <laughs> that also kept your chicken warm at the same time <laughs> and she thought I was a kitten and at, as of this time right now as far as we know they have not uh, swerved the car in the game of uh, chicken, no pun intended. And so as as far as we know right now, that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I want And she was fascinated by it so much so that she put it on her Facebook page. Oh, there you go. I'm a chicken guy. Uh, but can you uh, imagine, you figure the heat that comes out of a Series X comes mm-hmm. up that, <laughs> comes up that pillar. May only make sense. You could keep some chicken warm. In it there. will definitely keep your chicken warm. And think of what think of what your your house will smell like as you're gaming, and that's just blowing chicken smell. We should also point out it's stronger than a PS5. I think. I don't even know what the specs are in it. I, I'm just I'm trying to find them, but I don't think they've released them because I think they know that the people who are buying this just want like loose specs. They don't need all the deets. She goes, you don't really want that, do you? I go, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. And she goes, why? I go, well, why not? Yeah. Why? Look at it. Like, even if it's a piece of shit. And it's not. I go, yeah. I go, that's the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> like, it's like. It, it should not exist. It is the it thing that exist. should not be. Yeah. Who's, I don't even know. What's it play? What's it? What's it? It's a PC, PC games. It's a PC. Yeah. Chicken warm. Yeah, I have Game Pass Ultimate. That will work on that. It will. Fuck yeah, man! It will. I'm trying to see. So it's built by Cooler Master, which they do. They do solid PC stuff. I'm sure everybody has an opinion on the internet. So some people don't (laughs) like them, but they've never done me wrong uh, on some of the parts that I bought. uh, Mostly regarding cooling, but it's a Core i9 ninth generation. Um, so that, that means it's a, uh, eight core, 16 thread or possibly a 10 core, 16 thread. Cause it's an I nine, 10 core, 20 thread, hyper threaded, uh, Intel, uh, <laughs> unleash the performance of a PCI NVMe speed. So it's got a one terabyte Barracuda Seagate NVMe drive. Mm-hmm. Don't see them talking about. It's got the uh, uh, the Cooler Master NC100 chassis, the Intel Nuke Nine Extreme Compute Element, which I don't know what that means, but I <laughs> bet it's a graphics card and processor in one, which is similar to what we get out of consoles. It's a console, makes sense, and it says cable of up to two hundred and forty hertz. 
on 4K displays and 4K resolution. And it does include ray tracing, which is, and it does VR, which the reason that cracks me up is because, well, I mean, from a spec perspective, sure it does, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. They've not announced anything, but Collider anticipates the console's um, approximate cost, MSRP, to be $1,999.99. 2000 grand. Yeah. Suddenly, I'm less interested. (laughs) That is a lot of money to keep some chicken warm. To be fair, that's a lot of hardware. They're putting some very strong hardware in this motherfucker. See if I can see it price. Shopping. When does it even come out? I'm on the website, the official website, and I don't have the information I need. And I'm not going to get it. But if you want some Colonel Sanders track pants, I got you covered. (laughs) I said said this to my wife. I said, the people that run, especially the KFC marketing – you know what I mean? Yeah. I said they are like they're on they're on top of that game. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Especially their social media people and stuff. Yeah, that yeah, marketing team. I mean. Yeah, like, they Yeah, they they like kill it. Like I go, they're pretty current and they're pretty clever. They're usually always pretty funny with mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? I go, you know, what's that brand that owns KFC and Pizza Hut and all the, Is it's that all Yum the same. brands? Yum brand, is that it? I think so. I don't think they put as much attention in the other brands because they're not prominent anymore. I think KFC's No, meanwhile, big. Kentucky Taco... Yeah, because they're, they're Kentucky Taco Hut is what we always joke about. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. And Taco Bell is just skimming its uh, its menu more and more every day. Like, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think... Well, I mean, I think it's a bad thing because I like to order all kinds of random shit at Taco Bell. It's been a good thing yeah. for me because I'm not tempted to go there anymore because almost everything I like is gone. But yeah. I don't think it's affected their sales all that much. They don't care about me running through the drive through and dropping $4 every other week. Yeah. They care about the motherfuckers. You know this. The high... Yeah. The high quantity fast food eater goes to Taco Bell three to five times a day. And if you think that's not possible, I assure you, I have family who works in fast food. My family members who work in fast food in the drive-thru say they will see the same person two, sometimes three times in a single shift. People Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. eat fast food that much. And I don't think those people are affected much by Taco Bell stripping back the menu. They may want something more, but they'll tolerate the menu as it is. Yeah. You know, I I told my wife, I said, you know, and this guy was talking about, like, marketing this shit, and I said, you know, I told her about back in the day the Burger King games. Oh, yeah. I thought those were sort of a joke at first, and I go, people will talk about those Burger King games. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. out of the three games that are released, you know, one was shit. Uh, one people really liked. I think it was the was it the bumper car one? There was one that people really Big bumping, dug maybe. Or Mario Kart esque. I thought Sneak King was my favorite, but I think everybody Sneak- universally hated that one. Sneak King was uh, people liked it because it was so odd and goofy, but it wasn't. It didn't work well. Like I played it, 
it was so broken. There was like achievements you couldn't even get. Oh man, I tried so hard for some of those achievements. Yeah, yeah anybody who's got a thousand out of a thousand in that game is insane. And um, but I remember there was one people really liked. I think it was like the like the Mario Kart equivalent or something. There was something that people really liked. Um, but I tell her, I go, yeah, that shit works. You know what I mean? I go, that was pretty funny. Got me to go buy a bunch of games. I wish I never traded it, my sneak king, but. Well, you might think that those games are cheap, and you'd be right. You can go to GameStop and get them for like a dollar. I know. You know, you wish there were more. But... <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Anyways, man. That's you want to know got. what else is funny? What? There are no Burger Kings by me, but there are plenty of GameStops. <laughs> really? Yeah, they went away. Yeah, Burger King's dying here. The other one was Pocket Bike Racer. Maybe that's one. I don't know which one people liked more. Was Pocket Bike Racer or Big Bumpin'? I think it was Pocket Bike Racer. Yeah, because Big Bumpin' looks like the Mario Kart ripoff. So. Mm. Those that liked Pocket Bike Racer also liked Chester Cheetah. Mm. Chester Cheetah in Too Cool to Fool. Mm. <laughs> no, you didn't play this this gem. Here's one I know we both played. We must have both played, and it's not Mick Kids. Did you ever play Yo Noid? Yeah, I played Yo Noid. Yeah, Ninja Jaja Marakun, as it's better known in Japan, where you get to be I a did. fucking wombat superhero, but then wow. it comes over here and Domino's buys up the licensing, and it becomes Yo Noid. Yo <laughs> Noid. The fuck annoyed. Just, I just, like, imagine trying to explain to your daughter right now mm-hmm. the Noid. What's so hard to explain? Well, I can describe him. You wanted some hot, tasty pizza. <laughs> so you'd order it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and then the delivery man. Right. The risk life and limb <laughs> to avoid the Noid. Which was uh, a little uh-huh. performed dwarf kind of a guy in a red suit. And uh, he would try to I, fuck that since, guy up yeah. and wreck delivery pizza. I sincerely hope, and I bet there is, that somebody listening to this right now has never heard of the Domino's Noid and is looking oh, it up. Boy. It's yeah, Yo Noid, N-O-I-D. It's Peter Dinklage in red pajamas <laughs> with like... Uh, Little ears right here, like weird ears. Got the rabbit ears and buck teeth, for no reason. And then I don't um, know why he had the rabbit ears. Yeah, it was weird. And then um, he had a big N on his chest, like he was a superhero. (laughs) But all he really did was try to fuck you up. Yep, take your pizza. And uh, and in the in the eighties and eighties and nineties was it was eighties. That was eighties. That was late eighties. Didn't they actually have commercials with like a claymation noid? Yes, with like Pope. It was horrifying. But then Domino's figured out how to kill the Noid, and that was pizza insurance. Yes. And once they implemented pizza insurance. I remember that now, yeah. Get about the Noid. Well, you know what happened next, right? Domino's next shtick was the 30-minute do- uh, delivery or it's free, and part of their marketing campaign was to have that happen in 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, where no, it wasn't free yet. 
It was two bucks off or something. Because I remember that. I remember pizza delivery drivers were pissed off because they ordered the pizza. It was 12 bucks, And he gave them 10 And he goes, you're two minutes late, dude. So, And he goes, well, I was having trouble finding a place. And it was like two or three bucks off. But then people didn't care that it was two or three bucks off with Domino's if you were late. It mm-hmm. was because it was it was if it was over half an hour, you got money off. But it was that they didn't tip the driver either. Oh. So the Ninja Turtles are shit bags. Oh, I remember I went to a fair once. <laughs> okay, go and, on. And, uh, there like was you a do. dude. There was a dude with uh, like parachute pants. All right, I'm loving this story so far. I top three box. Right, mm-hmm. and then he had a. It was like it, it looked like it was once like a like a um, what do you call it? Not a sweatshirt, I guess a sweatshirt. And it was, it was baby blue, powder blue, awesome. And he had cut the sleeves off in the collar. This was coming. Uh, okay. you know what I'm saying, yeah. And he yeah. had like a mullet and a mustache. Fuck yeah! Right, what era was this? You think late eighties? Say. Yeah, and, yeah, and, or early '90s in that weird period we talked about last week, where like no one shirt, knew where they were. The shirt was airbrushed; had an airbrushed picture on the front. Right? Okay, that's '80s. And it was it was Spuds McKenzie biting that's the nose in the ass. That's fantastic. It, it had some sort of slogan with a swear on it, and I'm pretty sure the noise was holding on a can of Budweiser. That's fantastic. I would pay money for that shirt right now. I wish I could remember what it said. Something, something ass. It <laughs> had McKenzie biting the noid in the ass, and he was holding a can of beer. So, I mean, if I had my my young teenage brain, <gasps> would have to deduct that maybe since Spuds McKenzie was, a, was the Bud Light guy, that the noid must have stole his beer, and he was biting him. And the noise was saying something about his ass. I don't know. 80s. I, yeah, I want to find this shirt. I don't think I'm going to find this shirt. Well, I don't think you can because it was airbrushed. Like this guy right. had Some it. dude yeah. custom made it. Yeah. He went to the guy at the, at the booth. Man, <laughs> don't even try to look for this shirt because the nostalgia ones are good, but the mean Spuds McKenzie is dead shirts that the internet oh, has breeded. So yeah. However, there is a t-shirt that says Noid Patrol. That's pretty good. <laughs> and I think I need this in my life. <laughs> you should. You should bring them back. Let's bring them back. We're going to bring the Noid back. Which, by the way, for those that haven't caught on to this, um, there was a Yo Noid Nintendo game, NES game. Yes. That came out that was originally in Japan, Ninja Jaja Marakun. And Domino's bought the licensing and they re-released it as a Yo Noid game in America, which it's tough as nails, mm-hmm. par for the course. It's a little annoying. It's very frustrating. Um, um, but there's random scenes where a clone of the Noid challenges you to a pizza eating contest. And it's one of the shittiest versions of like a puzzle you've ever seen. Well... But when you get when you get the Smashmallow people on the phone, yeah. let them know that we have the Noid also. <laughs> and I stay. We're bringing them back. So you know if they want a, a taste of this, <laughs> the Smashmallow people, <laughs> let them know. 
think I've also figured out what the title of this episode is going to be. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see what else comes up. Um, so, right. yeah. So, anything else happened this week? Bum, bum, bum. Um, fucking... Well, what happened since like New Year's happened, didn't it? New Year's happened. It was the day I, after I did, we did our last show. Um, I did exactly what I said we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we made dinner, mm-hmm. and then we watched Soul on um, mm-hmm. Disney Plus Family Night. Good movie. Good I liked movie. it a lot. Yeah, I liked it because I knew the trailer. Right, I had seen the trailer, and I like when. The movie introduces a whole section that I had no idea. Right. Like, it's going to go in that direction with the cat and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you really cool. don't know from watching the trailer where that movie's going to go. I will say this. Hmm. My wife's real sensitive with the kids, even though my daughter's 13. But hmm. my wife's still oddly sensitive about issues. Like, she still thinks she's like six when she's 13 right so we're sitting there and uh, my son's sitting there watching it and uh you know the movie's called soul right yep it has little soul guys right yeah on, on the cover uh-huh she's seen the trailer and we're watching it and here's a spoiler it's about souls in the other <laughs> so the main character well i think what you're about to get to is not a spoiler because it is in certain versions in the of the trailer. trailer yeah uh the main character um passes away yes or early whatever. early on like right out the gate he, yeah he's not paying attention he's on his phone and he, he falls through a sewer hole man like you do yeah and then they show his little soul like land on this the stairs to heaven yeah or wherever the great beyond right the minute it happens my wife like looks at me like you know like i put on like uh you know, zombie apocalypse or some bull dude's the Emerald Jungle. It's like, what Cannibal the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, Cannibal Holocaust, whatever I said. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, she's like, okay, all right. My son, my, it was just funny. My son, I'm like, you, and even my daughter was like, yeah, you, you didn't figure out what the movie was about by the name. And the, it's like, oh my God. Well, that's Pixar's job. It's been whipping uh, things that parents are uncomfortable talking about for a long time. Like, like I re- they keep talking about maybe making a sequel to, uh, oh, why am I blanking on the name? What's that? Inside what? Inside Out? Yes. There you go. Right? Inside Out? Yeah. That's the one with watching the... Uh, yeah, watching the 12-year-old girl have a nervous yeah. breakdown? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was like, the sequel of that is Teenage Depression, right? Yeah. Like, everyone goes through it. Like, I was like, they're not going to go there. I said, oh, they're going to go there. <laughs> if they make that sequel, they have to go somewhere, and that's where they go. Yeah. I like Riley's not equipped for her teens. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody is. Being a teenager sucks. Oh, God. Um. Anyways, so... That ended at 9.30, the movie. Mm. And then it was like, hmm, what do we do what now? Do do till then? <laughs> so my son went to bed like normal because he doesn't know. He's four. Right. He doesn't know New Year's from a hole in the wall. So he went to bed. I put him to bed at 10, you know. And then my daughter went in her room, played on her phone, watched TV. 
And she goes, I'm going to set my alarm for like five of midnight just so I can mm-hmm. see the ball come down or whatever. Smart. Okay. And then I went and played played video games in one room. And my wife sat in the living room and put on the uh, the so-called Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve or whatever. They still call it that. They still I don't do know. That? I don't know. Was Carson well, Daly the host? Seacrest is. Oh, my mistake. On Times Square. Sure. And at one point, someone was singing real horribly some Aerosmith songs. And I'm like, who is singing? Turns out that was Steven Tyler. No. no. And she goes, <laughs> just is Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> That's even Jennifer better. Lopez singing Aerosmith songs. She goes, I don't know. And then my the wife fuck goes, into this country. And she just. She just slid off the stage and hit the cameraman. I said, perfect. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. You can't make this shit up. Like, you, you just can't. It, you obviously didn't see this. So finally. No, was, no. I'll tell you my story in a minute. But yeah. It was it was like 10 of. So I said, all right, let me turn my game off. And I went sat with the. And it was the saddest thing I might have ever seen. It was Seacrest up on his little perch. His uh-huh. little perch in the sky with Lopez and her kids in uh, A-Rod because they're married, right? Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. 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 And uh, so they're standing up together and then they, they throw it down the Times Square and you got Cindy Lauper. Okay. And, go on. Uh, right, with a face shield on. <laughs> yeah, and but then, I like Cindy Lauper a lot. I do too. I do too, but she's she's erratic. And then... Yes, she is. That's why I like her. She's a bundle of other, crazy. Another young kid... I'm sure he's popular. I'm sure someone knows the the young kids know who he is. I don't know if he's a rapper or not. Drake wasn't Drake. I know Drake's face. It wasn't Drake. Uh, but he was wearing a big fur coat, and he had like he had a bedazzled like face mask on with tassels hanging off him. Oh my god! He was like, yeah, he was super hyped. But there's no one in Times Square, so it, you it had to have been Machine Gun Kelly. You tell me it was Machine Gun Kelly. Definitely wasn't Machine okay. Gun Kelly. Uh, and then um, it was just the cameraman. You could see the cameraman filming them. Sure. Because there's no crowd. Oh, right. <laughs> forgot crowd, about all that. Uh, so they had these big corrals, like these big gated off corrals in Times Square with filled them with people. Like first responders got to be in the corrals. So there wasn't a crowd. There was just these corrals. And then right in the front, the first corral, this huge corral, right? Probably fit like 50 people in there. I'm sure they put in 20, right? Or whatever you're supposed right. to put in them. No, I bet it was all 50. <laughs> um, there was just one dude in one of them. That's fantastic. So you had all these, you had like two or three full ones. And then right in the front was this giant corral with one guy standing by himself in the center. And my, my wife was like, that poor guy. Like, you couldn't like, Put other people with him. You couldn't divvy it up a little. He's just by himself. Motherfuckers, like, did you see me on TV? Date me. Swipe right, baby. Yeah. And then down each side of the, the the sidewalk, which is usually filled with people, they had um, those big inflatable wacky men. They have at like used car lots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With like uh, the Planet Fitness logo on them, and that That's was fantastic. like yeah. that was the crowd. Yeah. And uh, so the ball comes down. And of course, the, the confetti goes off and all the craziness, but there's no people, just right. the people in the crowds. Uh, and then they throw it down to City Lopper, another kid, and the kid's going nuts. And he's like, the, the, the excitement is palpable down here. 
it's off the chain. There you go. And there's no one there but the cameraman filming him. So I'm like, that's weird <laughs> that you would be that excited. Like, it's crazy. Uh, and then they shoot back up to the podium. Turns the- out it was just another first responder. They just let him put on I some crazy shit and know. be on stage. They throw it up to the the, the, the stage with Secret <laughs> and the Lopez family. And the cameraman is not supposed to cut back full frame yet. And you see the Lopez family just standing there with A-Rod. And you see Seacrest telling them to hug each other. Like, that's on, hug, hug. <laughs> And then they cut to them and they're all hugging and smiling. And uh, that was New Year's. And I said, well, that's about enough, as, enough of that, honey. Let's go to bed. She goes, yep. <laughs> Turn the TV off. Like, yeah, yeah they I think we've seen all we need to. Yeah. You no, know, they tried. They tried. But fuck, man. At that point, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. But you definitely don't jump around in an empty Times Square talking about how it's off the chain. Oh, I would. <laughs> it's off the so, cheesy, man. Oh, and that's New Year's, man. That was my New Year's. What'd you do for New Year's? Uh, so we had some family friends that live near us. Like, you know, you got that, it's like a COVID thing, right? You got that handful of, uh, places where you're like, okay, I've decided our children will play together. Yes. Um, and she's a really close friend of my wife's. She's been, um, her husband's in the FBI. So he actually, they, we wanted them to be stationed in Kansas city because that's where they lived, but he got stationed, um, in, uh, Jersey, New York, downtown, and then DC, and then he put in. He had been putting in for over a decade for transfers, and he's finally back. So he's at the KC office now. Um, but of course he's got to deal with the, you know, I don't care your political affiliations, but the, the Trump and anti-Trump shit show that is being an FBI agent uh, <laughs> in mm-hmm. 2020 <laughs> and now 2021. Anyway, they had us over for dinner. Uh, they weren't going to stay up till midnight. They just told us in advance but they were going to have us over for dinner. And they cook such good food, but they eat so differently than us. My wife and I have like no starchy carbs in our life. And I'm not talking about like, people talk about diet stuff. No, it's just like, it's become a lifestyle. Like we've been doing it for like six, seven years now. You're just not used to eating that stuff anymore. And so... They made this great meal, which was like, it opened with like guac and chips. And then they had for appetizers, they had those pretzel bites that are like the soft, chewy, warm pretzels that she made in the air fryer. Oh. And she had a loaded baked potato sour cream dip. Oh, trees. Oh my God. And no drinking. Nobody drank. It wasn't even like we were cognizant of it. They just don't drink. And we weren't, we had to drive home. So I was like, mm-hmm. eh, it's just a, it's just a sober night. Um, and, um, and it, let's be honest, like if you're a dedicated soul and I don't mean this to sound condescending cause I love to drink, you know that, but if you're a dedicated soul, you can drink on new year's, but if you're getting near 40 or you're in your forties, mm-hmm. like you don't need an excuse to drink. Like you can drink on new year's. You cannot drink on new year's. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Right. And so that's how I kind of looked at it. I was like, I don't fucking care, whatever. Uh, we could have brought wine over and stuff. They were like, you can bring wine over. It's like, no, if you guys aren't drinking, why would we? Uh, the difference was they kept trying to push soda on us. You know those families? <laughs> They're yeah. great people. But those families that drink a bunch of soda 
and not all, they didn't have any diet soda either, which is fine. It's probably healthier. If you're going to drink soda, it's probably healthier to drink regular soda than diet soda. But they didn't have any diet soda, which is what I'll take in a pinch. And they didn't have any regular soda either. So we were those weird people who like, we just, we just wanted water. Like, right. <laughs> like even my daughter, my daughter was offered a Capri Sun or a Sprite and she wanted it water. <laughs> like, it was just like, they fucking make you. Um, but then after that, there was like macaroni and cheese, which was good. There was great, they're Korean. And so they make just fantastic sticky rice. So there was sticky rice and then they made this great Korean barbecue style roast it was just incredible but that's all just heavy stuff we don't eat we're used to just like raw or steamed vegetables and some meat and Mm. so we just got so full in ways you don't understand and then she made some amazing desserts she did this thing where she took pillsbury dough and she shoved one of those fat stuffed oreo cookies in it And she made a bunch of those in the air fryer and then handed them out to you and covered them in powdered sugar. It was kind of like a funnel cake almost with like a melted Oreo cookie because it like disintegrates in the air fryer (laughs) and becomes this like melty, good, and not overly hot gooey center. Like it was just this melty, good, there's like a melted Oreo cookie with the layers still intact, like in the middle of this dough ball that had been air fried. It's, it was amazing. Um, but like we got over there about like six and by like eight fifteen we were like so full and uncomfortable. We had to go <laughs> and he had a PS five and I wanted to fuck around with it. So like I was yeah. a little upset. Um, and he said something that was interesting talking to him. He's like, like he plays games and he's a gamer per se, but like, he's not like, like us kind of gamer. You know what I mean? Where he's like got his hand on the pulse. He's not paying attention to IGN or anything. He just likes to have a video game system around. Okay. And it was funny. He was like, what PS5 games should I get? And I was like, well, do you have Miles Morales? And he goes, "Mm, I don't connect real well with Spider-Man. I'm good. I don't really want to play Spider-Man. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, like, do you want to know about like the, the exclusive stuff? And he goes, well, I was looking at that and there was like Dark Soul or Demon Souls. And he goes, what's that? And I said, oh, it's part of the from software lineup he goes what's that and i said oh these are these games where you like fight through in like an action rpg kind of world but they're notorious for being super hard he goes super hard fuck that he's like i got like when i sit home i've just put 10 to 12 hours in at the bureau for the day and I got 10 to 12 more looking down the barrel of a gun at me. And most of the time, uh, speaking of guns, like I'm probably looking to deal with criminals that have the potential to do some real damage to society or myself because he's a field agent. Mm. He's like, the last thing I want is to come home and have some fucking video game mock me for having a life and a job. And again, I'm not criticizing people who are good at from software games, so everybody just calm the fuck down. But like, I see his point. Like, he's like, I don't work this hard to get off work and just have to build skills in a in, in a video game. Like, that's for somebody else with a different lifestyle than me. And he goes, Yeah, no, I'm not gonna be touching that. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah. He goes, all it'll and he even knows. Like, he goes, it takes me so long to build up the muscle memory to like get good at something like that that I don't have. I don't have time for that. I'm a father of three and I'm an FBI agent. Like, and I'm like, yeah, like I get it. Um, 
So, but it was just interesting because like he wasn't interested in that. He wasn't interested in sack boy. He he saw the the um oh what's it called the what's the game in it that everybody loves that's uh, the robot. Oh, Astrobot. Astrobot. He's like, yeah, I touched that. He goes, it was cute. He goes, there's a PS2. Spoilers, I guess. He goes, there's a PS2 memory card you unlock early on. It was Mm -hmm. cute. He goes, but yeah, that wasn't really my thing. I didn't buy a system for that. And I was like, well, what games do you like? And he kind of looked at me and he was like, you ever played Red Dead Redemption 2? (laughs) It's like, yeah, we played that. He goes, I fucking love that game. Best game ever made. Yeah, I don't think he was that into it, but he liked it. He liked it a lot. And he goes, and you know what was even better was that original Red Dead Redemption. He goes, I heard Rockstar might be making a remake of that for the PS5. And that would be awesome because I bet it would look awesome in 4K. Mm-hmm. Right? And like the gamer in me wanted to, or the, 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 the enthusiast in me wanted to be like, yo, have you seen what Xbox One X or Series yeah. X can do with Red Dead 1? But, like, the realist in me was like, he doesn't want to hear that. He has a PS5. His wife found a PS5 for his Christmas present. Good for her. Like, she busted her ass for that. I helped her try to get one. And she finally Mm -hmm. got one. But, like, she busted her ass for that. And kudos to her for getting it for her. She knows her husband works hard. She knows he's a field agent. She's just hooking him up. And she nailed it. This was the girl. I actually talked about this on a previous show. This was the one where, like, she had tried to get it. Remember, and she couldn't get it. Right, and then I right, got the right. opportunity to get it at Target, and I passed it up. And like a dick. And then she mm. did get it. Um, but, so, uh, but yeah. I. They would be smart, Rockstar, mm-hmm. if they re-released one and two, like as a box So, set. believe it or not, when he said that to me, I Googled it just to check. There mm-hmm. is a rumor on Reddit that yeah. they are doing a 4K remaster of one and two as a combined box set for for 60 bucks yeah Yeah. the rumor is is that gta 5 comes out this year and the red dead redemption collection is next year red 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 dead redemption i haven't beat either one i put mad hours in each one of them never beat either one of them yeah so those are great and he said, and hopefully it's got all the DLC. He goes, I heard in the first game, there's like a zombie DLC that's really good. I said, it is. I said, there's weird mythical creatures. He goes, really? I said, yeah. One of the horses you can tame is a fucking unicorn. <laughs> I didn't swear, but I was like, it's a unicorn. And his daughters, he has he has a son, but his son is really young. His son's like two. Uh, and yeah. his, But both his daughters are closer to Autumn's age, and they both perked up. And they were like, wait, wait, what? You can get a unicorn? And it was hilarious because I have it's just funny to watch dads throw down on that stuff. And he looks at it, he goes, Now what makes you think I would one let you play the PS5 and two let you play that game? That's right. <laughs> it was just so awesome to watch a dad just switch to dad mode so fast. Um But yeah, I said, uh, you know what Ghost of Tsushima I heard was really good. And he goes, Yep, I really enjoyed that. I did play that. I thought that was great. He goes, but I need something like that. And I said, okay. And I said, I'm just going to throw it out there just to gauge your thoughts. When I say Assassin's Creed, he goes, Valhalla, yeah, everyone likes to say that. And I I have no doubt it's popular. But those Ubisoft games are just, again, they're big open world games that just think you have hundreds of hours. And to be fair, like Red Dead is that way too. But Red Dead was a game I could walk away from for weeks And when I came back to it, I didn't have to relearn anything, and I knew where I was in the story. I can't explain it. They're just easier to go back to. Whereas the the 
Assassin's Creed's and the Watchdog games, I always felt like there was a storyline that was like a little too complicated or a little too scattered that I could never get back into it. He goes, Rockstar does a much better job than that. And to be fair, or to be clear, this guy voiced that he does not like the Grand Theft Auto series. Mm. He was like, I don't know. I just have never liked those games. I've tried them. I don't like them. So anyway, it was just interesting to have a quick conversation with a kind of non-gamer about the PS5 and how he's like, it's just a real letdown. There's just like nothing out there. And he goes, and I don't want to play that cyberpunk game. That game looks like, first of all, I heard it's a mess. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And he goes, and second of all, he goes, all. and when I said, where did you hear this from? It's not, again, he didn't read this, the rumor he heard on Reddit, but I said, where did you hear this from that it's a mess? He goes, oh, guys at the Bureau. He goes, those that got PS5s got that game and they were so looking forward to it and they say it's just it's just a, a mess. It crashes all the time. One guy said it hurt his PlayStation and I've heard rumors. Is this true that like the PlayStations are burning out? And I said, no, it's not true. As with any new console, there's going to be some bad duds out of the box and it does have some erratic behavior because it's kind of very new tech. I said, mm. but... No, I wouldn't say that. I said, have you had any problems with yours? And he goes, no, nah, I haven't had any problems. I said, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. I said, um, the game itself I don't think is causing that, but it's possible. Any software can cause it to crash. I don't think it can do permanent damage to the system, but it can cause it to crash. Um, but I was like, yeah. And so he goes, yeah, it's just weird. He goes, like, I'm glad she got it for me, and I'm very pleased to have my PlayStation, but like, I, I just don't have anything to play on it, and it's weird to have that. So... Yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, we got home. Uh, I think you texted me when it was not even midnight. I was like, wait, you're like an hour away and you're going to bed or something? Like we joked about that? Yeah, it was a, It was actually 11. I was like, well, I'm going to bed. And, um, and then I ended up turning on my game and then I got roped into that. But well, so when if you're I ready did, to, I was, I, was, I was heading in early. But. So if, you, if you're ready to laugh, we did a thing where uh, my wife wanted to hang with the dogs. She got her COVID vaccine vaccine on the 30th. And for uh-huh. the record, I'm getting mine um, Saturday. So there you go. Um, the hospital like said nothing. And then all of a sudden today they were like, yo, you want it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Show up here Saturday. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and they gave me a time. Um, but uh, my wife had an adverse reaction. I know a lot of people who got the vaccine and they didn't have an adverse reaction, but my wife did. She had to put her on her ass for about two days, made her feel real sick. So she slept a lot trees. Like my wife usually gets about eight to 12 hours. Ideally she'd sleep for 12 hours. She knows that's not very realistic. She tries to get in 10 hours. So she goes to bed at like 10 o'clock at night and gets up at about 8 AM on like a weekend without like an alarm or anything. That's my wife's time. Yeah. Um, she can stay up late if she wants to, but that's your, her usual comfortable normal time is to pass out around 10, 1030 and then get up around eight, eight thirty. Um, but, uh, anyway, so we got home and we were all overstuffed. Even my daughter was overstuffed and my daughter's a very picky eater. So that usually doesn't happen. And we just felt full, super full. And, uh, my wife was like, you know, I don't feel great. I'm kind of fatigued. I want to lay down. Um, but we don't let dogs, especially with the new puppy into the bedroom and we don't let them into the bed. And so, uh, the best thing we can do is go downstairs to the, the, the main room, the, the big 4k TV room and cuddle up on the big, uh, 
couch which has like a chaise and an ottoman and a bunch of stuff. It's just the big sectional couch and get the dogs up there and then they all passed out on my wife. Well, then Autumn and I wanted to do something, but my daughter really just wanted to watch YouTube videos and kind of fuck around on like random Roblox tablet games. She usually plays mm. Roblox on the Xbox for proficiency with a controller because uh, she's mm. my daughter. Um, but occasionally she'll play on the tablet just for ease. So she wanted to do that. And I wasn't in the mood to play video games. You know, when you're like, t- people don't understand this, but like video games are interactive. Anyone who's listening to this knows that. And so you can be too full to play video games. And I was too full to play video games. Like, I don't know how to describe it. I just was. And my mm-hmm. wife had asked me not to go into the other room because I can keep an eye on the dogs in case one of them gets up and has to go to the bathroom so she doesn't have to wake up. And my daughter doesn't want to feel alone in that room. So I didn't want to go in the back room and play video games. Um, So I didn't, and I didn't want to play video games at all, but like I'm more likely to be able to sit in like that comfy chair and play video games. Um, So I watched The Clone Wars, started watching at about nine o'clock. Nice. And got through, I'm about on episode 10 of season three. That's a great show. That show really ramps up though. It starts telling the personal stories of the clones and starts trying to explain almost to a certain extent the clones perspective that kind of leads into the, you know, like where they're at mentally when they Mm -hmm. do the big bias twist, you know, and all become stormtroopers and help, you know, uh, Chancellor Palpatine kind of take over. Um, Spoilers, I guess. And um, so I was fascinated by it. It tells the story of a lot of stormtroopers and stuff like that. And it, and it has the great stuff with like Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka, who is his uh, Padawan. Um, she's more known now that Mandalorian's a thing. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so I was watching a couple of those episodes, uh, quite a few in fact. Um, and we got to about 1045, man, right after I had made fun of you because I'm an hour behind you. And trees, I passed the fuck out. Like, I passed the fuck out. Nice. And I woke up at, like, 11.05, realizing I had passed out. And, like, I don't know if you wear contacts. I'm guessing you do not. I I don't. Okay. But when you fall asleep with contacts in your eyes, especially someone like me who has, like, soft contacts that are disposables every 30 days, but I have, like, an astigmatism, and I'm basically fucking blind. If I was in the dark ages, I'd be dead. Um... Like, like they become just little plastered balls on your eyes and you change them every year. It's December 31st. I'm about to change them in the morning. So what you usually do on New Year's Eve and and on the last day of the month, it's a gross habit, but I do it, is you just pull them out of your eyes and like lay them on the nightstand or flick them on the floor. And then in the morning you find the dried contacts and throw them away. (laughs) And so I woke up, they were like, plastered to my eye it was time to peel them out my daughter was falling asleep watching youtube like i could see her do the head bob thing you know my wife was out cold both dogs were out cold i was like fuck this i'm going to bed turned everything off and i said let's go to bed my wife was like oh okay and she was like out of it you know when you get like your your sleepy spouse's representative Mm -hmm. (laughs) got her representative She just went unapologetically, but you know, she was out of it because like she grabbed the empty glass and tried to drink from it and it didn't yeah, work. The, right. <laughs> on the cut and everything that was, they had on the fucking lap. Just Goes upstairs, leaves the dog, the little puppy dog scared to jump off of, he could totally make it. The Corgi's at like 14 pounds now, but he's scared to jump off of the couch still, which I kind of used to control him a little bit. But, uh, and she left him and he was crying and she didn't even notice. Right. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, like that. So we passed out. But luckily at midnight, our neighbor with the mortar shells, he was there to let us know it was midnight. Good for him. Yeah. 90 straight fucking minutes of explosions, both light and loud. Police came. They had the sirens on because they probably rightfully were like, well, fuck it. We should let him know we're coming. And on top of that, we're way less loud than he is. And they were right. Um, but yeah. And of course, my daughter and wife slept through this whole thing. Luckily, the dogs didn't seem to be alarmed by it. I think. Yeah, oddly, oddly no fireworks here. I didn't see hear any fireworks around me. See, I think the, the younger dog would have been more scared, right? Because Drake's only like 14, 15 weeks. He probably would have been more scared, but since Jack, the old man, the old wiener dog in the kennel next to him, and they can see each other, we have it so that there's a blanket over them, kind of like birds, but they can see mm. each other's kennels. I think the mm. fact that those loud explosions were going off and there's Jack just passed out <laughs> at 12 years old next to him, that Drake just feels more comfortable, you know? And so, <laughs> so they weren't freaking out or barking or anything, but my ass could not sleep. Like I just kept getting woken up by each mortar shell every few minutes. Mm. And normally I can sleep through that stuff, but I just couldn't that night. So I was a little groggy in the morning. Um, but yeah, so that's a long New Year's Eve story. And we didn't see New Year's Eve. And then I kept getting pissed off because every time I would start to fall asleep and the fireworks would have just enough gap in it. And I should point out, there was a heavy snowfall that night too. So this guy's doing this in the fucking snow. Because we woke up to, we went to bed with no snow and we woke up to like three inches and counting. And it got to like, I think four inches total for the day. So, like, we got some snowfall on New Year's Day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, um, people kept texting me. Like, people kept texting Happy New Year's and stuff like that. And that's fine. I'm not mad at them. I'm not a grouchy old man. But I did that to a few people, but, you know. Yeah. Well, Again, you I was texting me and stuff, especially if, even if you had texted me at midnight, like, I didn't mind that. But it was, I guess it was a large number of people. Like, mm-hmm. I got texts, uh, I got probably a dozen texts at midnight. So, again, people were just very happy to bury 2020, and I get that. I have my own cynical views of that, but I get why people were doing that. It, it was more symbolic this year than it was for other years. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and other than that, real quick, just to bring it up, I just thought it was worth it. My daughter has seen the Lord of the Rings movies, but she was, like, five when we showed them to her. And I, I, while she paid attention to them, I don't think she really absorbed them. Now she really absorbs movies way more. And so it's been interesting having her rewatch movies, right? Like, for example, like we showed her Alien a while, a few years back. I think I've talked about this. And she thought it was awesome. And she didn't mind it at all. Now, like, we just showed her the trailer because she didn't remember seeing it. And I said, you don't remember this movie? And I showed her the trailer. And she was like, no, I ain't watching that. No. No, so you can tell like she doesn't abs- she didn't absorb it back then the same way she absorbs it now. And mm-hmm. so um we started watching the Lord of the Rings movies cuz she's been fascinated by magic cards, right? Like and I ordered a magic set and it got lost in the mail. Like not lost, but like you know, the postal service as we've talked about is struggling USPS specifically with <clears throat> um delivering packages specifically. And I'm a patient soul, so Um, We bought uh, some random magic cards on December 17th, and they arrived today. (laughs) They were shipped priority mail. (laughs) They made it. They made it. 
And that's all I care about. Um, right. So my daughter really was eager to get the magic cards, but and she was getting a little tired of the same, like, I had like a weird, it's not even a starter deck, it's like a half deck. It's like a little promo deck for you to just get to feel the feel for magic. It's a very basic deck. And so she was having fun with it, but she was getting a little bored with it. And she was in a real magic mood, and she was wondering when the cards would show up, but she was patient also. Like, she wasn't mad when the, when I said, oh, they still haven't shown up. Um, but I said, you know, Lord of the Rings is kind of magic, the movies. And she goes, really? And I said, oh, yeah, they got elves and dwarves and magic spells. And she goes, really? And I was like, yeah. And you've seen these movies. And she goes, I have? So we rewatched the Lord of the Rings movies. We've only seen, they're long, right? <clears throat> we don't want to do them back to back in three nights. We're not crazy like that. We're not a very movie watching. Like, we don't watch movies more than like one a day, right? Like we, and we don't watch TV very barely at all. So we're not a huge like binge watch family. So <clears throat> over the course of the last week, we watched Fellowship and we watched Two Towers. And I knew my daughter was into it when she watched Two Towers and never got bored. Mm. She did say that the tree ant stuff was a little boring and they just keep walking and talking. And I said, yes, that is a criticism. It's been leveled against the Lord of the Rings a lot. But she was fascinated by most of it. And especially like the, the battle for Helm's Deep and stuff like that. She really dug it. So she also finds Gollum to be just a fascinating character. So, um, so those have been fun. Um, my, my wife wanted to rewatch the Hunger Games movies, and we started that. And about an hour in, my daughter's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs. You can watch these teenagers kill each other. That's fine." <laughs> my daughter is not a Hunger Games person, and she saw the trailer yeah. for Twilight. And Julie's like, "You're gonna love this someday." She goes, "I am a a, a girl." loves a vampire and a werewolf and has to pick between them and that's supposed mm -hmm. to be cool she goes no show me vampires that really like rough some stuff up that are rough tough hard to kill vampires i was like well vampires are hard to kill she goes i don't think i'm interested in the love story dad <laughs> lost boys. It's a lost oh i'll show her the lost boys yeah you goonies for vampires yeah um but yeah so that's basically, outside of gaming, that's what I've been up to. Uh, I took PTO last week, so I've got a lot of games to talk about. Um, but uh, but it was really good and refreshing. Um, with all the COVID shit and all the long hours and stuff like that, It was it's refreshing to get back into it. And the job has been still work-heavy, but a lot less stressful. I'm a lot less stressed this week at work, so I'm hoping that stays. Um, we're at a really good spot at work, and with the new year, hopefully I can get back to just having a job on top of having a life instead of having a job in spite of having a life. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. but so trees, mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. get into some gaming. what you've been up to, bro. Oh boy. Not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, on my son update, He's further in Mario Odyssey than I ever got. Mm. Somehow, has somehow he finished New Donk City. I don't think he's been there yet. Okay, like I didn't play a lot of it, but he he showed me the other day. He got to like a new world that I never went to. I mean, New Donk City is <laughs> much later in the game, but yeah, there's a lot of cool worlds. And I'm like, how how'd you get here? And then he was on a world that I had been on, but he was in parts I've never seen. Oh Again, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like. What is this? And he's handing me the, the thing to do stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't know where you are. I, said, <laughs> I have never been here. Find the stars, Dad. 
Did you see the uh, the uh, Cactus World, the like Alamo World? <clears throat> Alamo World is it like the desert? You mean? It's a desert, but it's not like where there was like the Tiki guys. It's like yeah, it's the desert, but you go into like an old west like city. Oh no. Okay. I was in one that was more like like Day of the Dead, right? And then right. like an upside down pyramid. That's like the first place you go to. I think the uh, aren't yeah. the Moe guys there with the sunglasses? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's been all through there, and then he went to uh, like an underwater one, and then okay, he went yeah. to like one that's like uh, in the forest, but there's like like. Plants that fucking piranha plants that shoot acid out and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, uh huh. There, there's a crazy like bubble water level. It kind of resembles. You remember Mario sixty four? There were those weird. There was that weird world in the middle of it where like there were like the the pond skipper guys that could skid along the uh, surface of the water. There's like I a weird water bubble level that's similar to that. I don't know. He's. <laughs> I don't think he's gotten there yet. I think that's post New Donk City, but that's near the I'm end. Impressed. But. I'm impressed for a four-year-old. Yeah, I would be. My daughter, like, yeah, my daughter never really liked the traditional 3D platformers. She's always been much more of a Minecraft Roblox person. Um, mm-hmm. She appreciates the other games and likes playing them with me, but on her own, if left to her own devices. Um, the yeah. only traditional old-school game she's ever gotten into is Tetris. Uh, she loves so Tetris. He plays that. Uh, we bought a Donut... Uh, county, okay. Is it county, Donut yeah, County, Donut. yeah. It was on the Switch for like, I think it was like three bucks or something nice. weird on sale. That's a good price. And so we we bought it and we were playing that because he thinks that's great. You know, that it's right game is great alley. for his age. Yeah. Yeah, you just swallow. You just dropping stuff in the yeah. hole. <laughs> hole around swallowing stuff. Donut County. So he, he thinks that's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> and doing that, um. Oh shit! No, we we had a, a movie night the other night. Not to go back to movies, but it's oh, game. Related. It's game related. Uh, we watched uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. So, had you guys ever seen it? No. Okay, I'm curious to hear what you think. Uh, we all really enjoyed it. All of us, even my wife, thought it was cute. Sonic's up there with potentially one of the best, if not the best, video game movie. I still think Silent Hill is better, but it's up there. Well, as a family movie. Right, exactly. Like, it, it was great. Like, my son loves Sonic the Hedgehog, so he thought it was hilarious. My daughter's she's 13. She thought it was cute. Um, I thought all the jokes were funny. Like, I thought Sonic was funny, and I thought, like, uh, I love Jim Carrey, especially when he's in Jim Carrey mode. Oh, my God. He was full-blown Ace Ventura in that movie. I, I like that much. And even, um, what's his name was funny. Um, James Marston. Yeah, he was good. His name, or my, is that the guy from Red Dead? No, that's James Marston. Okay. You're thinking of John Marston. Uh, but, uh, James yeah, Marston James. is the actor. And, so he, uh, was, he was hilarious too. And, uh, oh my God. If you haven't seen him in Sex Drive, which is not a family movie, he <clears> is hilarious <throat> in that too. But yes, he was flexing it in that one. Um, he was charming. So yeah, we have... Um, I think it was on Epic, so something. It's on there to watch for free or whatever. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So we were like, I want to watch that. And we seen it was on there. I was like, and my wife's like, all right. You know, and she was off doing dishes. Was, not dishes, but she was putting shit away. And then she sort of meandered in 
like after like 10 minutes of it being on and she sat down and then she, she ended up laughing, you know? And, uh-huh. um, like I said, I thought it was, uh, it was good. I thought, um, that was a good version of Sonic. You know, his voice yeah. was and his attitude was sort of close enough to like what the cartoons were. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, it was like those a, credits you know, I loved where they remade the movie in oh, Genesis. Yes. Yeah, so the credits were great. Yeah. And, um, just the sounds. They had all the sounds down pat in yep. the in in the movie, the rings and stuff. I thought it was clever how they had the rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the did. right kind of callbacks. Um, yeah, they peppered in so so many little things to the game that I would, you know, just the Green Hills, mm-hmm. you know, Tennessee or wherever it was that they yeah, lived. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. That was good. Um, I like the rendition of. Sort of the um, Green Hill Zone in the beginning when they showed him on his home planet. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was dope. Um, <clears throat> I like how um, Jim Carrey, Doctor Robotnik. I liked how he he slowly started becoming the cartoon character, the video game yep, character. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> you know, he's, he got the red suit on near the end. You know, in the goggles, and they just and they like full blown nail like, it at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that post credit scene where they bring yeah. it all together was good. They're like, what do you wear? And he's like, well, it's my flight suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very stylish. Um, <laughs> and then my daughter loved because my my daughter knows Sonic enough. She doesn't sure. really play. She she don't play Sonic games, but she knows who Sonic the Hedgehog is. And then my son obviously plays the original Sonic down here in the basement mm-hmm. with me. Um, so there was a moment when, you know, they take off his old, he has old ratty sneakers on through most of the movie. Yep. You know, mismatched like shit sneakers. And there's a part where, um, you know, they're like, oh, look at his poor feet. You know what I mean? It's like sneakers of shit. And this little girl, she's like, oh, wait right here. And my daughter's like, this is where he gets his red sneakers. This is where he gets his red like, it was great. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then he gets his red sneakers with the socks, and you're like, ah, shit, man. Yeah, it's my so- daughter played Sonic 1 on the Switch. It's like the only game in her youth she loved to play on the Switch was Sonic 1, that Sega mm-hmm. Ages version that I had randomly bought on the Switch. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she was the same way. I remember in the theater, she was like, oh, my God, he's going to get his red shoes. And I was like, whoa, this is like a scene for you guys. Yeah. I mean, it was so in the game. the 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 movie's so cartoonish. Obviously, it's yeah. it's a fan movie, and you know, there's that part where they go to the uh, they go to the hotel, the motel. Oh yeah, make a phone call or whatever, and literally, like, you know, they're just talking. It's all quiet, and Sonic <laughs> looks at the window, and there's literally like bikers doing wheelies <laughs> with flames shooting up. And my wife's like, and they didn't notice that just now when they pulled the, I'm like. It's a kid's movie. Yeah, it's just so sweet, buddy. And that scene where, like, they kind of show how fast he is, and they pull that flash moment mm-hmm. where like, he's moving, but nothing else is moving. And yep. there's a scene in the bar that it's it's so good. Like, it is. It's so fun. Yeah. And my son was, because he gives one guy a wedgie, pulls his yes, underwear out. Yeah. And my son was <laughs> belly. He thought that was the greatest thing. He talked about that for the rest of the movie. How <laughs> pulled that guy's underwear out. Like he thought that was amazing. Yep. So for a family movie. Oh yeah, Sonic gets, delivered. Um 
for a video game adaptation to a movie that shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job with it, and uh, yeah, I really, I really dug it, man. And I and I dug the little after credit scenes mm-hmm. with uh, spoiler show tales. Miles, please. I'm sorry, Miles Prower. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. It's so stupid, it's so stupid. and it's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, I remember seeing that movie uh, in the theaters, and my daughter loved it. And then we got it on 4K, and um, I put it on the Plex server so that she could watch it whenever she wanted to. And she just loves that movie. Um, again, we don't watch it all the time, but she's probably seen it four or five times at this point. Like, it's just a good movie and it, it stands as one of the stronger video game movies. And like thinking back on it, remember when like the internet hated that original design for him? Well, the funny thing was when this movie was over, I went on YouTube (laughs) and pulled up the original trailer Uh because the original trailer is still out there. Uh And my daughter just had this look of like horror <laughs> on her face. She's like, she's like, that's terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish they released this version of the movie. Like, I on the wanted Blu-ray to see that so bad. Yeah. Or was it still think- Gangsta's Paradise in the original trailer? Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know that when you think Sonic, mm-hmm. you think of a, a, a white lady teaching oh. school. <laughs> I was um. I wonder, I still wonder if that was a marketing scheme all along to get a lot of attention on that movie. Possibly. Do you know what I'm saying? I like to believe that it's somebody who says, you know what? This is a goddamn good video game script, and I'm not going to let the internet's negativity over aesthetics affect this. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to rebuild that that visual. Yeah, I I was talking to my wife about it. After the movie, and I said it was either a very clever marketing tool to get eyes, everybody talking about the movie, uh, and then you release the real trailer, and everybody's so psyched. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it like built up this false thing because you hated the original thing so much. Or I said the original trailer, well, the original version of the movie is what happens when like too many. Too many cooks get in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and people that like aren't familiar or don't care about the original A boardroom produ- yes. production. Yeah, people don't want that. Right? They don't want that. They want they want something that looks. Yeah. Or I don't when know. you believe too much out of the um, uh, focus group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, Sonic movie, awesome. I I liked it more than I. I really put it on as a kids movie just for the kids and that I would enjoy it for the Sega stuff. Mm -hmm. But we actually really, even my wife thought it was really cute and uh, liked it. I swear it was, uh, I think my wife got a little Terry when he got his own bedroom at the end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She got a little, uh, you know, my wife and daughter wanted the story of the owl. I said, Oh, that bitch was made up for this movie. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I didn't know what was going on (laughs) in the beginning. Uh, I said you and me both. Like, they had, they had to start somewhere. I know. But like my wife thought I would know some deep seated origin story. I was like, no, 
Yeah. His hey. girlfriend was supposed to be named Madonna. That's what I know. Like you guys don't care about that, but like that's who she was. Like, but um, yeah, I don't know. But it was it was cool. Um, also, real quick, during that snowstorm, mm-hmm. I thought you'd be proud of me on this. I got um, a call out from Best Buy, and they were like, "You've been looking at New Mutants for so long. We just want you to know the 4K Blu-ray is on sale right now." for 20 bucks and i went to go buy it and they were like well you could buy that version for 20 bucks the 4k but you get the steelbook version for only 25 and of course it's sold out like everywhere and i looked on ebay and it's selling for like 70 bucks which doesn't mean that's what it's worth that just means that's what people want for it right and they were like this place 20 miles away from you has one copy in stock so, of course, I bought it, and I was like, let's do store pickup. They probably won't have it. And plus, it's New Year's Day, and it's snowing. Bing! <laughs> Ready for pickup. Fuck. <laughs> so, I braved the snow. For some reason, we took my car, which was the sports car, so we almost got stuck in the snow. Um, but I went out and picked up a Steelbook version of New Mutants. But that Steelbook's pretty cool. And you know what? I'm going to sit here and pretend that I don't notice the two dings that are in the front cover which were completely covered up by, like, the packaging. But there are two dings on that steel book, but I'm going to let it go. But got New Mutants, and uh, there are the deleted scenes. Uh, I just don't know if they're the ones that were originally part of the R-rated cut or not. They didn't have a full-blown edited-together R-rated cut, so I was a little sad about that. But I was told that that movie was coming to HBO Max. Then I was told it was coming to Disney+. Plus. Hasn't come to either. Neither of them have a release date, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get that movie I really dug the New Mutants. I was happy to have it, and I'm really happy to have the Steelbook. So, side tangent go. about movies, but yeah, that was the, the most productive my family was. That was the most time we spent together, not doing stuff that was not video game or movie related the whole week. <laughs> so nice. And then we got burritos from this great burrito shack on the way home. <laughs> but anyway. Nice. Yeah. It's funny you were just saying Steelbooks. Look at this. See if that pops up for you. Oop. I heard something. Yeah, look at that Steelbook. Yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) bought that, and then the Steelbook went on super sale a couple of times for Best Buy. It took everything in me. Now, I do have that comic book, though. The Sonic Donut Land thing came with my Blu-ray. Yeah, but you don't have a Blu-ray, but I don't have that. I don't have that dope steel book. No, I don't. Face on it. I wanted to. Well, no, the DVD cover has that. The steel book is the one behind it. No. Anyways. No, that's the inside of the steel book. Sorry, the Jim Carrey face is on the back. But either Mm -hmm. way. Yeah, I almost bought that movie a second time to get that steel book, but I didn't. You should. Um, <clears throat> anyways, the rest of my time, Fred. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed to say this. All week, I've played nothing but Skyrim. <laughs> and it's... All of so here's the reason why I love hearing you say that, and then I want to hear just whatever you want to share, is I, I have that... I have Kingdoms of Amalur, and I really like that game, and I got about probably 30 hours into it and then had to walk away from it because I was probably interested in some other new shiny. Like I was playing Amalur when it wasn't cool to play Amalur back when Mm -hmm. 
yeah, Kurt Schilling made the game, but like nobody had played, like people weren't playing the game, right? It was like when I played through Dragon's Dogma. It was like, it wasn't cult yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I own it on PC with all the DLC. And so if you own it on Steam, when that re-reckoning came out, you could buy it for like a fraction of the price. I think I bought it for like 15 bucks. And I've wanted to go back to Amalur. And so I want to hear what it's like going back to Skyrim because I want to believe that I'm adoring going back to Amalur, but I don't know if that's going to work. Hmm. What do you think of Skyrim? Well, my brain has been erased from my 40 hours of Skyrim when I played it originally. Uh Uh-huh. We talked about it last week. I only remember like three vague things about the original one that happened to me. (laughs) But otherwise that I don't remember anything of it. I don't remember the the map, the towns, the I don't remember any of it. So it's all new to me. Plus the uh, DLC. Once you beat the game you get that vampire deal uh well I think I might have spoiled a little bit for you, but yeah, there's some cool DLC. (laughs) See I remember something to do with vampires, but I can't remember if that was Oblivion or if that was Skyrim. So they were in both. There's also a cannibalism side track. I I don't even care about DLC right now, right? Right. Because I don't remember anything of the game. So to me, the whole game is new. Um, so I was wrong. Here's a correction from last week when I was saying I have to unequip, I have to like go into my menus and equip shit. There is a favorite button that I figured out. Oh, you can favorite. A weapon it puts a little notch next to it and then you just have to push up on the d-pad and it brings up like a quick menu like oh, you still like have a to bring up a yeah. quick little menu and pick what you want but you don't have to go into the menus menus so that worked out and you can favorite anything from potions to weapons so nice i can go back and forth from my my bow and arrow and my my uh and my so well, right now I'm, I'm fully decked out in dwarven armor and uh you know, weapons. And are you a dwarf? I, put, I am not. I just found out it's weird that that armor fits me. Makes no sense. But <clears throat> are you just a regular I, human? Like, what are you? I was a Khajiit. That's the only reason I asked. No, I don't like those stupid cat people. Um, <laughs> kill those cat people if I see them. Hate I them. betted a, f- uh, a human female. I hate them. I was one of those. And I hate the lizard people. Ah, yes. Because they're always slimy merchants on the road and they jack you. Whatever you they talk do. to them, they jack you. That's true. Fuck them. Absolutely true. I don't know what character class I'm going to be, but I know I want to do a female like warrior well, run that looks like my wife. I told my wife I'm going to put her in a bunch of games. So the, the funny thing about Skyrim that you figure out early on is there's all these different races mm-hmm. <clears throat> or what they do or whatever they are. And all it does is determine what extra points you get at the beginning. The big thing with the Khajiit is they can see in the dark. Okay. So I picked an Imperial because it was sort of well-balanced. Like you could go magic if you wanted to mm-hmm. and go with, but I've done zero magic with my dude. I've, I've decided like I've gone. So you're doing the red on. mage path. <laughs> I, I, you never I'm do full, anything with it. Uh, yeah, I'm full on shield and sword and and bow and arrow skills. Archery skills, I should say. Sure. Yes, I've said bow and arrow. 
uh, ranged weapons, if you will. Yes. Um, and I just murder with that shit now. Um, <laughs> Are like, you doing any of the guild missions? D- no, I have <laughs> done. I have done the ultimate sin with these games, which is I have done hardly any main story missions. But my miscellaneous missions is like you know fifty deep. Like I go. <laughs> No, that's is, exactly what you're supposed to do with these games. Oh my god, there is nothing I say no to. I'm like, what do you want? All right, suppose I can help you with that. <laughs> my mission. But that's just, how you find all the cool organic stuff. It like is the people who are trying to min max this game have no fun with it. The people who just yeah. fuck around and like just well, take everything as it comes. That's who has fun with it. Well, every time I try to follow a main mission path, I get murked by something. Like something is like too crazy in my way. Like I'm supposed to go up to the monk tower, which I know I've been to in the original one, but it's like something you do right out the gate. And I went to go up there and there's a frost troll up there that fucking starches me every time I try to even get him. Yeah. I mean, you can fight him, but you're not going to win. So I'm like, all right. So I I left that behind. And then I, (laughs) then I went to do something else. I can't remember what happened dragons hanging out oh, there. the developers like love hearing this because that's what they wanted you to do right they don't want you to main quest it because once you finish the main quest right like this is an old D problem once mm-hmm. you finish the main quest there's nothing fun and they've built yeah. all this world that you haven't engaged with i love it i love it uh, the quest i did the last two days was i had to go to this town that was way on the outskirts and the thing is, your map will get populated with shit when you talk to people and stuff, but you can't fast travel unless you visited it first. So it's like, I can see where this town is. But you fucking, don't know what that path is like. <laughs> it is across the fucking map. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to I'm gonna go. And of course, along the way, you, know, you, you come past this broken down tower and people are shooting arrows at you from up there. And you're like, well, fuck that. You can't get away with that. So then you go like exterminate that whole place and then then while you're in there, two other missions pop up all for you. <laughs> Shit you found. Then you leave there, and then you're going down the road, and you run into some some woman running from something. And then you take on a mission for her. And by the time you get to where you're going, I had like 25 new missions, and I finally made it to the place, you know. And um, Skyrim, yeah, the best. It's fun, and it's fun, and you know, as I'm up in my skills, and I'm just. I'm kind of just putting my stuff into like, like I said, blocking in my sword and um, my archery skills. And it's, there's something fun about sneaking with, with, with your bow. And there's like something up ahead or a low level character. <laughs> and I just take that shot and it just does that. I will fucking never stop four, doing that. Yeah. The sniper four slow <laughs> arrow traveling. Yeah. Right. All in them, you know what I mean? And uh that's one of the best things they put into Skyrim that started in Fallout 3. Like I loved that they added the slow motion arrow hit. Yeah. It never gets old. Shoot a fucking wolf from a mile <laughs> out right in between the eyes. It's great. It's fantastic. It's great. And every time you do it, right, you're you level up more. <laughs> or sneaking goes up and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I haven't upgraded my shouts at all because I haven't been to that mo- that monastery. <laughs> I can get up there. 
I do got to get up there. I guess that doing some main quests. Yeah, but I didn't use shouts much until later in the game. You're not there yet. You're early. I have, I have my little force push shout. Sure, that's all <laughs> you need. Little, my little kid Jedi force push, <laughs> and that's enough to like kid back Jedi. someone up. Love it. And uh, you know, and it's fun when I'm I'm hitting a level with my archery skills where I can kill people. I can get a critical. 20% critical, especially if I'm hidden, hit, um, sneaking. So sometimes I can just knock people out, like one shot, kill them. And then someone else will see me do it and they cower. You know, they're just right. like, ah, oh, yeah. where are they? And then I, I go up there and gank them anyways. Cause, uh, so I don't, cause so you're I'm a living. merciful God. And I'm like <laughs> covered. I look like a Spartan. Like I'm covered in this gold dwarven armor. Nice. It's just so bad. At, I want a so screenshot. Oh my god, it's fun. I'm having a good old, good old time with some Skyrim, and uh, you're making me want to play it again. You know, it's pretty good. I'd I was to trying to figure out what to do about my gaming, which I'll get mm-hmm. to later. My wife was like, "What about those Bethesda games?" And it's just so rare to hear like your spouse just. Just toss out a publisher or developer like that. That like like she just said it nonchalantly. Like I'm supposed to just let that go. Yeah. Right. And I was like, Do you even know who Bethesda is? She goes, Well, I mean, I've heard you use the name. She goes, The only games I can think of though is that one from the fifties where the guy's smiling and giving a thumbs up. I was like, Fallout. She goes, Yeah, Fallout. Yeah, that. Uh, a nuclear thing and then that mm-hmm. other one that's like fucking dungeons and dragons in a game and i said mm-hmm. oh the witcher and she looked at me and she goes we've watched the witcher on netflix i'm not an idiot no i'm talking about the other one you played a long time ago that worked like crap on your playstation and i was like oh skyrim and she goes yes skyrim she goes i've never seen you upset for a long period of time playing either the Fallout games or the Skyrim games. You need to play those. She goes, play one of those. And I was like, oh, well, I've been meaning to, you know, I bought the Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition on the sale because both that and Skyrim, which I already owned on Xbox, run at 4K60 on Xbox if you have a Series X with mm-hmm. mods. And I was like, uh, maybe I'll start those. And she goes, I'm telling you. She goes, if you're in a rut, she goes, play whatever you want. But if you're in a rut, I've always seen you enjoy those games. So, I'm hooked, man. I'm hooked. I'm like, good. You know, it's the same fa- as as when I got hooked on Fallout Three. There's something about, you know, coming across a cave or, or someplace and just clearing it out, right? Audically clearing it out, looking in every cupboard. Well, and they always have this every fun, chest. like there's always a fun story twist too. It might not be significant, but it's always mm-hmm. just this fun story twist that makes the whole journey worth it, right? You. Yeah, the one thing you can't do in Skyrim uh, that, you know, I tend to play all my characters very good, right? Like if I play Fallout, I'm trying to be a good guy. Okay. Skyrim, You're a paragon. Yeah, yeah, Skyrim you can't because, like, I don't know. It's the, the world's so brutal anyways. Right, it's the like, concept of good and evil, or yeah, good like, and bad, is not. not like it's not like I'm slaughtering villagers, or if there's a, a a woman walking down the road, I'm like fuck it. Not like that, 
But, but you, you can you do be, that for the record. You could if you wanted to. But you're doing good shit, and then you come across some dude, and he's just like, hey, man, can you help me? Uh, you know, there's some money in for it. I'm trying to steal this statue from this, uh, you know, this old lady or something. And you're like, eh, fuck it, yeah. Why not? <laughs> or it's like, well, you know, like the other day I, I was somewhere, and um, I found out uh, I was in a house helping this guy. He's like a ghost hunt- hunter, you know, ghost buster. And uh, his house was supposed to be haunted. And so <laughs> I remember this mission. Yeah. Yeah, and you try to get down in the basement. Yeah. And finally, like, everything goes ape shit. And then, like, this spirit, like, you know, possesses the guy you're with and he attacks you. So you murder him. And then the spirit's just like, come down for your reward. And all this is so crazy voice. And you go in the basement and you find this, like, demonic, like, altar. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's basically like, you know, there was a priest. He's like, bring that priest to me and I'll give you a reward. And you're just like, that's not the cool thing to do, but fuck it. All right. Oh, yeah. That's, again, that's that's what I'm talking about, right? There's an altar in the basement he failed to mention. And then he's like, bring me the priest. And you're like, I need to see how this plays out. I yeah. have to do what they say. Like, look, I don't know this priest. I don't, I don't ethically exactly. feel very comfortable about this, but fuck it. I have to know how this goes. Yeah. He's, like, he's going to give me a reward. It's like, again, there's a cannibal mission, I told you, that's later in the game. And they're like, eat the flesh. Something cool will happen. And you have this serious moment, regardless of which choice you make. And I won't spoil that in case you guys have not seen it. But you don't become a vampire for the particular mission I'm describing. You should know I haven't played much of a Bolivian. But that said... You really have this moment where you're like, look, I don't want to eat human flesh. And I don't mm-hmm. want that to be associated with my character I've just put 60 hours into. But I'm mm. really curious what kind of effects come from this. <laughs> right? You know, I, I made a mistake early on in Skyrim. <clears throat> Not early on, but I ran into a guy and he wanted me to uh, pickpocket this oh, other okay. vendor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vendor is a nice guy when you talk to him. Like he's just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he's, he's a stand-up player. guy. Yeah. But I, the way I answered the questions, basically I'm in. Like my mission is at a, at a spot where like I need to talk to this guy at sundown <laughs> to like pickpocket the other guy. Mm-hmm. But I can't like back out of it. Like I, right, whatever you're in it. You're in it. I'm in. Yeah. So in order to clear that mission, I'm going to have to pickpocket this In order to guy. clear it, yes. Or you can abandon the mission. It's your call. So, I don't know. Um, If you don't do it, and especially if you don't remember it, I have to stress, play through all of the missions, and there's a lot of them, for the Thieves Guild and especially the Assassin's Guild. Mm -hmm. Those are the two best. And I've heard that in Oblivion, that's also true. I have not, I've only played the, I I like mainlined the main story of Oblivion, and that was the wrong way to do it because the game was relatively short it was like 20 Mm -hmm. hours and i didn't love it um and people are like well that's because you played the one part that like yeah it's okay but like the real story is all the guilds and i've even been curious to go back to morrowind that's a uh xbox original like uh 4k release on the xbox one x and series x and i have it 
And um, I'm told that although the map's really big and it's kind of cumbersome, it's still impressive to see like the roots of all this mm-hmm. in that game. So someday I want to try that out. But like, yeah, I've always just been fascinated by those games. So anyways, I'm having a good time. Good. And, uh, I'm enjoying it. And you know me with, with management of shit, the, the inventory drives me bonkers. Because I'm constantly selling. I can't keep that much stuff because I don't... Like, I'm weird. Like, if I have, like... I like to keep 10 of certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have, like, food or something. So, if I have, like, like 17 apples... Okay. I sell seven of them. Oh, I'm that way, too, actually. I'm always keeping... Like, I have an arbitrary of number of an inventory I keep, and I just keep oh. that. Um, I'm doing yeah. that a lot in the game I'm going to talk about, Death Stranding. So, like, I I'm can't explain that. why I keep five of everything in Death Stranding, but I do. Mm-hmm. Although I did get a house today, Fred. Good. I, I was going to tell you, that's what I usually do. When I buy a house in that main town by the castle, mm-hmm. um, I just had, there's a chest in there, and it does yes. keep track of everything. And I yes. just fill that fucker up with anything I don't want to sell, but I yes. don't know what to do with. Yeah. Yes. So I was very happy. And I guess uh, uh, I never got a house in Skyrim before. So it. I guess you can. Oh, uh, there's like, you're talking about the Hearthstone DLC. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there is there is a here, there's an ability by the castle to buy a house, which is just in vanilla Skyrim, and then there's the Hearthstone where you actually go to a different area. It loads a new area, and it's oh, just no. your house. No, no, no. It's not okay. that. It's uh, it's in the well. There's a I guess there's a house in every major. Kingdom. Okay, I just bought one by the main castle. Yeah, I that's what I did. But then when I was in the where the thieves guild is that town. Oh Rift, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Riften, uh, the 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 jarl, it's a jarl, whatever they're called. Or the jarl, uh, yeah, jarl of uh, Riften, because I did so many missions. Uh huh. She wants to give me a title for that town, like you know, someone's right, the yeah. herald of Riften or whatever. But in order to get it, she says I have to be a resident, and they offered me a, a house to buy there. So I guess you can buy a house. You get. I would do up, that because. Yeah, but having a house in the th- well, mm, so I never. I already bought it. I just spent all my money on this house in in White Run or whatever it was. So okay, yeah. Like I said, the it. having a house by the Thieves Guild didn't really help me much. The other thing is, don't freak out too much if your house gets robbed. I remember there was something in there where your house gets robbed, but you don't lose all your stuff. You just lose some gold, and then it's like a trigger to let you hire somebody you'll you'll get a kick out of this trees mm-hmm. you get to hire somebody and you pay him like 200 gold or whatever a month and he just guards your house and lets you know if shit goes down <laughs> good i like that yeah um, i was just happy because excited. all my shit was still in the chest i i found a book and i don't know where i got the book from but i always held on to it and it was like interior decorating oh yeah yeah something or other but it says in there if you you go to the the magistrate or whatever in the town, and if you pay them money, they upgrade your house. Yes, that does so you, happen. Because my house is a piece of shit right now. It's just all oh no, you can deck it out. Barrel. Yeah, so you can eventually turn it into something very nice. So you know, I'm I'm excited for stuff like that. So anyway, true. You do engage mm-hmm. with that stuff. Yeah, keep that up. You'll enjoy it. 
And I'm the Hearthstone area, when you get an opportunity to do the Hearthstone area, it's more of an exercise than it is an actual area or quest line. But right. I didn't really enjoy it too much, but a person like you would really mm. fucking turn that into his own. And I do right. think that is removed from the other areas like you're talking about, meaning you can have that plus have a house out in vanilla Skyrim as well. Ah, nice. Yeah. So, so anyways, that's what I've been playing, man. That's all. That's oh, what I've been doing. Okay. You know. Well, it sounds like you've been having a blast, and now I officially don't know if I want to start Amalur. Do I want to restart Dragon's Dogma? Do I want to start Witcher? I'm not even going to restart any of these things, but like, uh, I'm tempted. Actually, Amalur, I might actually do. But okay, so I think I want to close on the smaller stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the deep shit right away. Let's talk Death Stranding. We talked about this briefly. Oh, boy. Let's just get you text, into it. Let's you texted me about this the other day, and I was like, you know what? I almost called it. I was off by like two hours. You were? Because I said 10 hours. You know, to be fair, I put in two more hours, so I'm at 9.6 at this point. All right. I'm pretty close. You are pretty close. And I'm not saying I'm done, but I'm, I did to you say I'm done. Yes. So what was the gist of the text? You don't have to quote it. Oh, Christ. I, I don't remember, okay. but it was... I said 7.6 hours. That's how long yeah. it took me to give up on Death Stranding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was only I was off by a little. <laughs> so, I want to say, first and foremost, you know who you are. Um, thank you for the people who are talking me through this period in the Discord. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's like... I want to walk away from this game because it's, I feel like it's asking too much of me up front. And I don't even think the person who's encouraging me to keep going with this game would disagree with that. They're not saying that this game is handling stuff the right way. What they are saying is that if you stick with it and get to the end, and even the journey to the end, that journey continues in a very dynamic way that justifies itself. But where I'm at, where you were at, like early in, mm-hmm. and sadly that means 10 to 20 hours in, it's a tough sell. <laughs> and for those of us who know video games, like, fuck you, like, that's up. that's, what do you mean it's a tough sell? That's that shit where it's like, well, it gets good on hour 20. Well, yeah. You know? And so this person's not defending that statement. This person's not saying, oh, well, you need to bypass this. This person is saying, if you stick with it, it's rewarding. And that I can't argue with. Like that, uh, I may not agree with it, but like mm-hmm. I get what they're saying. They're not telling me I need to go through with it. They're saying I stuck with it because I was really taken aback by this game when I played it. And it asks a lot of you and it's a lot of hours. And I will tell you, Fortingard, who is usually much more tolerant of this stuff than me, is also playing through this with me at about the same time and chatting about it. And while he's saying the same, he's like, yeah, it opens up and it, it does, you know, kind of reward itself. He seems to be rubber banding back and forth between like, eh, it's cool, but fuck. And, eh, but, uh, and he's like 30 hours in, like he's really into mm-hmm. shit and he's still struggling. And I got to say that for a person like me who has very limited time and very specific interests right now in the year of our Lord 2021, um, 
I don't know if I have the tolerance level for this, but mm. before we get there, I guess we just jump into the deep end. So am I correct? You played about 10 hours of this game. I remember talking to you about this. It was, it, it was 10 or a little bit more than 10. I can't remember. Okay. <clears throat> to put um, things into perspective, I'm in, I, when I gave up, I was about more or less an hour into chapter three. So is, is and, chapter three. Okay. Fuck, we're going to go into early spoilers of death stranding because there's not a whole lot to spoil, especially well, because fun. we're not going to get I, story heavy. I don't remember the story, so that's sure. fine. Um, but there was a part where I think I had to meet, meet a lady at like almost like a dock or something. Yep. This is it. Yes. And that battle is chapter two's end. And then you go into chapter three. And then you're supposed to go to the boat dark Mm -hmm. dock and then I guess you're going somewhere else. You never Yeah, that's the spot. I never I never did that. Okay. I got distracted and then I said to myself, you know what? I don't I don't think I'm gonna go back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was I was fascinated by the world, exactly like you said. Right. And you're taken aback and you meet all these crazy characters with these crazy names. Jesus Christ. Like, what is so enchanting to me is that Konami was let's just let's just call a spade a spade, okay? Death Stranding is made by Kojima. Kojima always worked for Konami until recently. And he whether he was cognizant of it or not, the English instruction manuals of Konami games, if you go back and read Contra's manual, and yes, these are all in databases, or you read Ghosts and Goblins manual, which I think that's Capcom, or you read the manual for Metal Gear, or you read the manual for, oh, there's tons of other Konami games, um, Gradius, or you read the menu for, oh, the manual for fucking Castlevania. Like, mm-hmm. the the English versions of those manuals on NES are insane. They do these crazy names like, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember some of the characters. But there's just these crazy manuals and, like, there's, like, uh, the, the, the U.S. localization team was having a field day with these manuals. And you play this game and you see people like Sam Bridges Porter, seriously? Or, like, yeah. Die Hardman or... <laughs> Like all of these, they just keep going. The list just keeps going on. And you're just like, are you fucking serious? Like, but yeah, he's serious. He's going to do it. And he's going to grab those pop culture references. And he's going to do those things. And Kojima don't give a fuck. And there is this, this hearkening back to a time when you would read. I'm just trying to remember one of the names. It was like, like. John Scarezilla or something like those were all in those Konami manuals and whether intentional or not, like it harkens back to those days and you're like, this is great. This is Kojima just like whole ass out there, like doing whatever he wants to. And I got to say the mechanics as a whole, I like. So you play as Sam Porter Bridges played by Norman Reedus and you're just Mm -hmm. wandering around and you're making connections strands, if you will. The, oh, yeah. the an apocalyptic thing has happened. You're in this um, lush world, not unlike something you might see in, say, Horizon Zero Dawn or going way back enslaved journey to the West. It's this overgrown apocalyptic world and you're bringing things back online. 
uh, as an IT professional, um, I'm a hybrid ITIS. It's amusing to see people do things that seem fascinating, but are absolutely active in today's society where you go out to a place and you basically bring a network hub on board and then suddenly you get all these benefits from it. Right. But ultimately you're a glorified, for lack of a better term, mailman. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that's a derogatory term. That is exactly what he is. And he Mm -hmm. is carrying, Norman Reedus's character is carrying between 70 and 120 kilograms at any one time. For quick mental math, kilograms are 2.2 pounds to a kilogram. So when you do the math, 120, that's like putting 260, 275 pounds on your back. (laughs) That ain't cool. Um, And you're running around and they have things like very realistic things like balance and Mm -hmm. stamina and traversing a terrain. And that's all well simulated. And some people are going to like that. And some people aren't for the record. I like that. And the best part is when Norman Reedus, like you go down a hill and almost fall and he's like, Oh God damn it. And you're like, right. Like they when do. He, when he does fucking trip over a fucking pebble, it just tumbles. Yeah. See, That's I haven't fallen yet. I haven't fallen you should, yet. You should let him fall. Cause I it's should. Fun. I should because I catch him every time, but I've definitely slipped and he's like, Oh God damn it. Or Whoa, watch out. And so, um, and I, I'm sure the game gets harder and I do get to a point where I'm going to fall, but like, I'm very, here's the thing that I think a lot of people have said is why I'm not struggling with the difficulty or the balance issues with this game. I'm very slow, methodical, and meticulous, which is how I naturally play games when they're in open worlds, which means it takes me a lot longer to get through those games, which I'm fine with. But that's helping me in this game because I don't mind how long it takes to make a delivery. Even with the time deliveries, I'm given 45 real-world minutes. I can do those no problem no matter what. And so if you're slow, methodical, and you're not in a hurry... Mm-hmm. you're going to struggle a lot less in Death Stranding because that game is all about punishing you for hurrying. Right. Even though the point of the game is to do things quickly. And the mm-hmm. whole point is, uh, what I've extrapolated from it is the whole point is you can do things quickly but methodically and get things done, but you just have to be patient. And patience is something, to be frank, the world in 2020 and now 2021 is very lean on so i don't know that death stranding is the best game for most people um even myself Mm -hmm. but yeah i so i was playing through it i was very fascinated by it there's a lot to show you um when you start explaining the story of this my wife came downstairs one day and she had had a (laughs) glass of wine she had a glass of wine in her hand and she was like tell me about this game and when i was done her jaw was like on the ground the wine was empty and she goes that was fantastic right But then watching me play the game, not as fantastic. But the story that the the yarns that are woven in the first five hours of that game are great, I have to Mm -hmm. say. And it sets it up really well. Norman Reedus' character is easy to connect with, I guess, and like take control of. And everything that's going on is pretty impressive. And I'm playing this on PC, for those that are wondering. And I'm playing it at 4K60, and it is fucking gorgeous. Like, I'm sure it's gorgeous on PlayStation. It is incredibly gorgeous and much better on PC. 
it is impressive. Mm. So I will say that. And it's in HDR and everything and 7.1 surround and it was great. Um, where I started to have problems was, first of all, uh, because of the boat dock thing you're talking about, there is, shall we say, a boss encounter I thought I could avoid. And I am told you can avoid. But I was very meticulous and very careful, and I was not able to avoid it, and I didn't care for it. The combat in this game leaves something to be desired. This is mm-hmm. also true of the rogues that fight you, the Mad Max-esque characters that ambush you. I was told they're super easy, and for the most part, that's true. But there is always, like, one alpha guy in the camps. Yeah, they got, like, shock sticks and a shield or something. You're like, Which Fuck. is fine, but, like, the problem is you're given a very limited menu of options of what to do and taking those guys out is a very specific combination of moves that you only know because you looked it up on the internet which i didn't for the record or you tried fucking everything and this finally worked but you lost so much in the process Mm -hmm. was that really necessary when you're giving me painstaking hour-long tutorials about other things yeah i mean The, the mules there. Is that what they call mules? Mules. That's those what guys. I'm referring to, yes. Like, you know, I, I didn't like those guys, but they're kind, of relent- they're kind of relentless when you're trying to get from yep. A to B, and they have senses out there that fucking, then they come when looking for When they take your you. shit, getting it back, like, there's usually one or two super shield guys, and those guys are a pain in the fucking ass to oh. fight, and then other guys start waking up. It's just not fun. I guess mm-hmm. is the best way I can put it. It's not unfair. Uh, it's just not fun. The 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 BTS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fine with the, those. The first few encounters mm-hmm. for me, I found extremely like scary, or like they put they're me on tense. Edge. They're not yeah, they're hard, ten- but like, they're tense. Yes, it's sort of music in the in the ground and how everything changes, like. Well, and how they introduce it, which was that trailer, that fucked up trailer nobody understood that was 10 10 minutes long that was at the Game Awards. Do you remember that? We were like, what the hell is this game about? That is actually the first time you see the BTs and then you're given the interactive environment to get away from Mm -hmm. them. So Yeah, one of the first, there's one delivery they make you do. And you basically have to go through like a a forest that's sort of infested. That's the wind tunnel, yeah. Yeah, the wind tunnel. And um sorry, you're truly, turning on the wind tunnel and yeah, you yes, go through the yes, forest. Yes, yes, yes. But I truly didn't like that stuff. I'm like, ooh, like I hate that shit. It was it was tense, but good. I like that the Silent Hill fan in me. Yes. Which I'm on the um, fence as to whether or not I even care about Silent Hill games, but, but the Silent Hill fan in me liked that. But then right before the chapter three break or whatever, yeah. I had to do the goo monster fight. And, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna come out and say it. Yeah, it's and, the you know, you throw uh, I, I believe Fortingard referred to it as the tar whale, and that is yes. not inaccurate. And you're throwing your, your piss and shit bombs at him. Yeah, I, and, I was uh, throwing blood bombs at him, and they were effective. But some of his attacks are fucking bullshit, for lack of a better term. So I, I didn't enjoy that. No, <laughs> so, and that combat system was not strong. I beat it, but I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like I said, the, my, the, the first few hours of the game, I was very enamored with it because yeah. everything to me seemed uh, way more detailed 
than it should for right. a weird fucking game. So like even going into the the bunkers or the safe houses, yeah, and like putting the package on the conveyor belt, yep. and all that shit was like super well done and animated, and all the little hologram things that. Oh yeah, they nailed it. it. And like I was playing it around Christmas time, so they had Santa hats on, and then after a certain period, like the Santa hats went away. I thought that was good. That's good. Um, you know, and then even down to the detail when you take a shower uh-huh. or have to go to the bathroom, and they show the little vials like filling up and mm-hmm. spinning. You're like, why is this so cool and detailed for a stupid thing? Like, yes. why? <laughs> What is going on? Let me have some Monster Energy drink. Yes, and, uh, and there's a Monster Energy right there. I love that. So all that shit is is so fucked up. Um, but the again, likes. you kind of you kind of see it all because all the places are sort of the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you get to them, they all sort of do the same thing. Um, well, and 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 I have to say, things really drastically changed in chapter three. So in the middle of chapter two, or the near the end, you get a mm-hmm. bike. It's one of yes. your one of your areas. You see a bike there, but you're never able to charge it up, and you get the ability to charge it. And I did. And when I drove away, almost immediately, I got attacked by BT or by mules, and yes. I tried to run a guy over. I found out very carefully that when you and this is probably true to real life. When you are in a motorbike and you hit a person head on, a human yes. being, yeah. you fly off the motorbike, they beat yeah. your ass and they take it. And I couldn't <laughs> find it again. I couldn't find it oh. at all. And then when I walked a little bit, they were like, motorbikes not found yet. And I was like, yeah, I know that. And then they Does didn't put tell me the and they were like, because, no, it does not go back. And then they were like, I didn't know if it showed you on the map where it was. They showed me where the camp was, so I went and got all my gear back. Got everything back, but the motorbike wasn't there. And I scoured that camp up and down, very methodically, after I knocked everyone out. It wasn't... It might have been there, but if it was, I didn't see it. And then I started walking around, going to do another delivery, because that's what everyone says. They're like, just stay the course. Do the deliveries. So I went to go do a delivery... And they were like, you're getting far away from your motorbike. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And then all of a sudden it was like, you got too far away from your your motorbike. It's gone. And then there was a little message that popped up that says, when you get too far away from things, you lose them. And I was like, why is that a lesson I have to learn? And then it never showed up anywhere else. Then when I got into mission or uh, yeah, act three or whatever, I went to another place. There was another motorbike there. I didn't have the ability to make them yet, but I know you eventually earn that. And it was mm-hmm. one of those Cyberpunk 2077 bikes. Nice. Yeah. And I got I on was, that. Uh, <clears throat> I got on that. I was, I was uh, quickly ambushed, fucked up. They took my bike, and now I have no really? bikes. Yeah. I never lost my bike. I always use my bike. And I made um, little charging towers everywhere. Right. So you way. can see why I'm really not having a good time since all my modes of transportation are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the bike's tough to drive, anyways, because it is. Made but it shit, still helps you. I did not. I made a I made a bridge or two to get over some oh, rivers. I made like that were seven. I make a bunch of bridges. I'm Sam um, Porter bridges. But I don't have any. Uh, I didn't make any roads. Oh man, uh, I I hadn't gotten to the road building yet. Or well, maybe I just got the ability at the beginning of chapter three or whatever. But the point was. Yeah, it, it was just so meticulous, and it felt like a job, almost. At the end of it, it felt like a job. 
Everyone's um, like, have you checked on your BT, your BB? Yeah. And it was cute. And they were like, and are you keeping up with your BTs? Are you doing deliveries that are non-essential? Are you making the most of yourself as a human being? And I was like, holy shit, you sound like my fucking HR department. Like, and so I asked that dangerous question in the Discord chat. I said, does this gameplay change? <laughs> Is there something that's going to change about this as we go on? And he goes, well, much later in the game, there are opportunities to play other areas. And I said, so no. And then Fortingard's kind of been backing this up. Like, the story gets more interesting. Your abilities get more interesting. There are other things on the horizon. But ultimately, if you get to 10 hours in and you don't like what you're doing, this is what you're going to be doing for 30, 40 hours before things really start to give you versatility. And I don't know that I'm ready to commit that to something that I got to be honest with you. I'm equal parts frustrated, bored, and annoyed by. Mm-hmm. What? And I paid what you- like 18 bucks for this game. So what are you I've got on very little PC? time and lots of money. What? Are you playing this on your PC? Is that what PC. you said? Yeah, no load time. Is, um, so when I played it <clears throat> on my PS4. Initial right? load takes like 10 seconds. So, no, that was my question. So my <laughs> okay. the PS4, when I first started playing it, and I got a little late, um, I did have like um, stuff populated mm-hmm. by some people. Yeah. Is your game populated? Is oh, there yeah. a lot of stuff in your game, like highways and shit? Uh, not highways. Oh. Um, there's a lot of bridges and uh, ropes and um, ladders. No highways. Okay. No highways. No highways. Not at all. Oh. I mm. think it limits itself for your Steam stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff that has Half-Life integration and the PC version oh. keeps fucking going like, you need to get on this Half-Life shit. There are letters for you. There are things you need to do that involve Half-Life. I was hmm. like, okay. There are Omega symbols all over my world. Did you find Conan O'Brien yet? No, and I thought I found Jeff Keeley, but when I went to talk to him, like nobody showed up. Oh. But I, I'm definitely in the area. Fortingard... Gave away what his bunker, bunker's called, so I have no idea why I'm not getting this. Maybe I need to expand the network or something. Again, it's fascinating to me how deep they go into explaining certain parts of this game and how much they just ignore explaining other parts of this game. I have to say. Hmm. So, so, you know, initially you said enough with this game but now you've said you've played a little bit more are you so the extra two hours i've put in since i gave up on it and texted you have not convinced me at all i was like okay i still fucking do not like this game and what's worst is i'm getting more hasty which only makes this game more frustrating (laughs) i did something i've never done before which was i slipped and fell in a river and it pissed me the fuck <laughs> off. It's uh, funny. Right? So yeah. anyway, so that's Death Stranding. We'll <laughs> see. I'm not abandoning it yet. It's staying installed on my PC, but 
I don't know if this game's for me. And I saw a video that was like, I'll teach you everything you need to know about Death Stranding and give you all the major plot points of this game in roughly seven hours of a YouTube video. And I was like, that sounds really tempting if I absolutely need to experience Death Stranding. And that's never made sense to me before. It's like the game's so well made. It's, I feel like almost that energy could have went somewhere else (laughs) and not in that particular game. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's, It's like, I'm not going to say it wrong. And my wife has multiple times said this while she was watching me play. She was like, I don't know why you're fucking playing this. This does not. She here's what her words were. And again, I know I'm going to probably annoy the person who has been very awesome and very um, politely proactive and just saying, you know, stick with it, give it a go. Cause it was really enchanting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's just like, like I've watched you play so many video games and this just seems like, what's the point? This seems like why this I've watched you deal with so much shit. And I'm like, to what end? And she goes, and I'm sorry, maybe this is weird for video games, but does the world seem super like populated by no one other than things that are oppressing you, which show up at very convenient, almost like the computer's cheating times. And I said, a lot of that seems to be going on. And I'm not saying it's not okay. She goes, oh, I don't care. They can make a game however they want to. But like, if you don't want to play it, like, do you want to play this? And I don't know if I have a good answer for her. Mm. She just keeps going like, I watch you struggle and you have so little time. And you're. I'm just like, this is what you choose to do with that time? I will say this, even though it sounds like I'm taking little digs at it. I'm glad this game exists. Games like this have to exist. First of all, I'm fascinated by this game. Second of all, I completely agree with you. The games need to exist. And third of all, I even said my exact words in the discord for gaming history. One one were this game is not for me. I wouldn't dream of condemning such a well-produced title. And it's very mm-hmm. clear. It's well-produced. Mm-hmm. I would not even begin to criticize it to the point that I would say something foolish. Like, how could you like this? Or why was this made? I know exactly why this was made. And I know exactly why a person would like this. I just don't know if it's for me. I don't mm. know if I'm the right person for this. And that can exactly. be several factors, right? That can be everything from my gaming upbringing to where I'm at in the world right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm struggling with it. But I think the mm-hmm. best you know, the best thing I can say about it is I haven't deleted it. It's easy to criticize. Um but at the same time, like it's doing a lot of very intriguing things. I have to say, my interest has totally peaked. I just don't know if my patience can keep up with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I finished Crash Two and Three. I've I've completed the Insane Collection. Now you're ready. Ish. So, have you ever played Crash One, Two, and Three? I have Any, not. I played Crash. Those? I played Crash One. Back in the day, I think I played it again when we played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I remember 
playing Crash 2 back in the day when it was a new thing. I remember but I don't remember anything for, about it. Yep, I remember and getting I that for a birthday and playing it. Okay. I don't think I have a definitely don't think I beat it. Probably not. And that was the end. That was the end of my Crash Bandicoot playing. And I think a lot of people are like that. I don't think a lot of people played the third game. Um, I played a lot of kart racing. I did not care for their version of Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, I dug it. Otherwise than that, no. But but we talked about on the show before, I'm I'm fascinated with Crash 4. And I feel like I need a game like that in my life again. Yep. And I have, obviously, I've got my disc copy I got from Walmart that's sitting right here. Um, which I'm eager to, but I wanted to get through it. Uh, we talked about 1996 and I've been just obsessed lately. Like if you've been paying Mm. attention, like with PS one games that have been remade, right? Like I played medieval. I'm Mm. super into replaying resident evil one, that remake that was re-released on consoles. Like, I'm like, I can't fucking wait to do this. And right, like, that's a PS1 game. I'm playing Crash. I want to play the Spyro trilogy, which I've had for a long time. Like, I am really... (laughs) I've got a Jones for PS1 era right now. I don't know why. And it's a very specific list also. I also have... I bought Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Like, I'm ready for all these crazy remakes of PS1 games. I don't know why. So I played through Crash, and, like, the criticism has been they Toys for Bob worked with Vicarious Visions to make this game for Activision, and Toys for Bob took over. Vicarious Vision still exists. I just don't know what they're exactly doing. Like, uh, Toys for Bob is the ones who made the Spyro trilogy, and then they later went on to make Crash 4. It's About mm-hmm. Time is the name of that game. But anyway, so I've I've been playing the Crash trilogy, and um, one thing I will tell you, we've already discussed this in our game club, which people can go back and listen to. I highly recommend it. Also, start archiving your shit because that feed's going to die in March. But anyway, um, the second game's easier than the first but barely, I will say. And some of the levels like Behave, those who have played this game will know that level, are just infuriating. They just make you want to tear your hair out and go, why do I play this fucking game? And I have to say, Crash is the weirdest balance of, one, tearing your hair out, getting frustrated with certain levels. It's a very rare number of levels, but they exist nonetheless. Second thing is, the design is kind of shit. Mm. Most of the time, the design is solid. But then you get to these areas where you're like, fuck you. Like, why did you do that? And the second, the penultimate level, before you get to the last boss, my wife was like, I don't have the tolerance to watch this. I'm mad for you. I cannot believe, I watch you like a guy who's just got like, who's like putting his balls in a blender. Like, what are you doing? Like, I cannot believe you're sticking with this. Wow. And I have ultimately beaten all the games, right? Like, so she's not, like, quit playing the game. My wife does not tell me how to do anything. But she's like, I'm annoyed for you. She's, like, watching me play this game and cuss it out and stuff like that. And she's just a fly on the wall. And she's just like, I can't believe you're sticking with this. Like, you have a perseverance that is, like, borderline impressive but also insane, right? right. Like, I don't get it. Um but I got through it. Um, Crash 1, hardest of the trilogy, I have to say. 
super hard. And unless you are a huge Crash either apologist or fan, they are one and the same. I don't know why you would go get all the gems. Because it requires just a precision and perfection. And especially with this new Crash trilogy that was built on the Unreal 4 engine, it doesn't have it. It, it, it has bad um, collision detection that even my daughter saw. She goes, you hit that guy and it said it didn't hit you. I was like, yeah, that's called collision detection. She goes, well, whatever that is, it sucks in this game. Like my <laughs> daughter saw it. She goes, I wouldn't play a Roblox game that had this kind of, what did you call it? Collision detection? She goes, I wouldn't do that. And so clearly the references outside of my personal opinions are making that clear. And I feel Mm -hmm. confident about that. And it reflects very much, if you go back and listen to our game club, what we said as well. The game's beatable. The game's Mm -hmm. pretty fun if you just play it to just beat the levels and get through the game. Where this game struggles is when it tempts you to be perfect, to get all the boxes without dying in a level. And that's super frustrating. Crash 2 is a little nicer. It does the exact same thing. Drops the difficulty slightly. Let's say if the difficulty is 100 on Crash 1, it's like 80 on Crash 2. <laughs> the levels that are super hard in this game are way harder than any Crash 1 level, but they're way fewer. There's like one or two. And Behave is the only one I can think of. They're much more forgiving with bonus levels. They're much more forgiving with lives. And if you want to get all the boxes and get the gem, you don't. it doesn't matter if you die. They just want you to get to the end and capture all the boxes, which is good. Hmm. So Crash 2, a little easier. Uh, the last boss battle is a fucking joke. Oh my God, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> you, you can't die. Like, you just take hits and then they're like, oh... You didn't get faster than him. Do you want to restart it? Okay. And you don't even lose a life. Like, it's so stupid. Like, they had no idea where to go. Um, And occasionally there are design points, which was in Crash 1, where you're just, like, playing through the game. And, like, the game's fucking with you, right? Like, they put a transparent wall, and there's a box that if you touch it, you blow up. And it was behind a wall, so you couldn't see it. And it was like, ha-ha, you fucking suck. Didn't you know to jump? (laughs) Right? Like, and they do stuff like that. Or they do stuff where they purposefully make you want to memorize the level. Hmm. Crash 2 does this less, but it happens. And then Crash 3 is the easiest of the three. But the ramp between the easy to the hard, which happens around level 12, they number the levels. There's 25 levels again. Um, the, The ramp up is too steep. You go from level 12, which is dirt easy, to level 13, which is balls hard. Yeah. And so you're just like, oh, fuck you. The cool thing is it goes through time, and you can tell how the team were just given, like, it's weird, Trees. There's no rhyme or reason. There's 25 levels, five worlds. I think it's five worlds, five levels each. And different worlds repeat themselves with different layouts for, like, levels. Right? Like, okay. so they like show you the same area, but they've created a new level out of it because you're going through time. So, like, there's okay. medieval times. So, there's like three mid- medieval times levels, and they're across different worlds. So, you just go back to it and you're like, oh, another medieval times level. I know the bosses, I know the enemies, I know this and that. But what they do that's kind of shitty 
is they literally create just some really mean areas where the reason you died was because you haven't memorized the level, not because you have decent reflexes. And that always pissed me off. And then when you add in the Unreal Engine stuff, it's really bad. Like it... It was like almost more tall. When you go back and play the PS1 versions, I've seen this firsthand now. Like I didn't agree with this at first, but now I've seen it. Like, yeah, the PS1 versions were more forgiving because the engine just wasn't there and it was a new technology. Well, this rebuilt engine in Unreal has not only a clumsy collision detection and various other parts of the gameplay, like it's just a sloppier version of it just because of the modernization of it. But also, it's just less tolerable because it's more picky. This Mm. game requires a precision that the new engine simply doesn't have, is what I would say. But it's beatable. I beat it. Hmm. But to do the... When you do the gem stuff, and especially with like the Crash Team Racing, there are certain levels in Crash 3 that are like hints that they were about to make a kart racer. And those levels are shit. The way they handle stuff is terrible. And I don't know if the physics, like if you hit someone from behind, they zip ahead and get way ahead of you, is like something that was in Crash Team Racing to begin with. It was definitely not in Mario Kart. Like you don't want to bump into somebody if you can avoid it, but it didn't like push them ahead, way ahead of you. Like it didn't right. give them a boost, which it does here. Um, But like... Yeah, this game is a problem because of data design, a rough engine, and games that I gotta say, they're so addictive and charming, but I just don't know why the fuck I stick with it. Like, I can't tell you why. I just know I do. But, like, I have serious issues with the game's design. I have serious issues with the new engine's hit detection and various other things and lag delay and stuff like that, even though they're slight. And I have massive issues with just the whole implementation, but yet I'm compelled to continue with it. And I enjoyed my time with it. So I can't explain it. That's all that but, counts. Yeah. But yeah, I played through those. Um, next up. Uh, so the Super System 3, Super SD System 3, is mm. that like um, Flash cart that also does CD-ROMs and RGB out for the Turbo Graphics. I've had it for a long time. And I've always had problems with it in that the audio doesn't quite work right and the games never quite play right. They do fine for the cartridge stuff, but not for the CD stuff. Well, there's a new firmware update that happened over the holidays and it fixed all those issues. I'm still having very slight slowdown issues on the gameplay, but it's... Uh, night and day compared to the nearly unplayable weird audio issues I was running into before. And I think the reason why was I was using the wrong SD card, but it was also the firmware. Uh, the simple rule with any flash cart is SanDisk, preferably the Ultra line. Um, mm-hmm. But so that came out and that fixed a lot of stuff for me. So I'm pleased to say... I beat a few more levels in Castlevania Rondo of Blood. I'm trying to do a legit run of that game. I am now on level seven, which is like either halfway through or close to halfway through. It's the boss rush level. Um, But I'm pleased that I'm making my way through that. 
And yeah. I'm starting on some more PC Engine CD slash TurboGrafx CD games, both for my own playthrough and also for future YouTube videos. So I just want to point that out. If anyone out there has a Super SS or a Super SD System 3 for their PC Engine or TurboGrafx, and you haven't updated the firmware, go do it. It's worth your while. It has a manual seek, which basically emulates the way a disc would load games. Um, <clears throat> you saw me playing Snatcher? Mm-hmm. So amidst all the TurboGrafx stuff, uh, Future Tarzan in our Discord and Twitter wrote to me and he goes, hey, did you know that on the Vita, they've got a great emulator for Sega CD? I've been playing Snatcher for the first time. And it even has the light gun emulation, which we later found out just doesn't work. RetroArch mm. hasn't found a good way to make the light gun emulation work. And it's bad because it makes it look like it works at first. The calibration works, but then when you play the main game, it doesn't work, which doesn't can work. be frustrating because I don't know if you've played Snatcher, but the light gun I sequences did, are frustrating. I did a long time ago. Okay. When it was new, I played it. Right. So I replayed it, right? Like I got my West Coast video copy back in like 1998. And I've had that for a long time. Sold it for 350 bucks with a big sticker on it. I couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. Um, played it for a game club we did. Um, that time I burned a disc. And played on my Sega CD with a burned disc because there's no copyright protection. Now I'm playing through it a third time with my Mega SD uh, flash mm-hmm. cart, which it worked great all the way through. But I played the original version where you're playing it on a Sega with the six-button controller, although you only need three buttons, so a three-button controller will work fine, and the justifier, the actual light gun. And I played through the whole mm-hmm. game. And... Uh, that game's interesting. It is, uh, I heard a bunch of people bitching over Cyberpunk and there's too many glitches for me to feel comfortable even with the PC version buying that game and playing it right now. I'll wait. I waited on Witcher 3. I was handsomely rewarded. I'll do the same with Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was playing that and I was like, I want to play Snatcher again. I haven't played it since we did the game club, which was like five years ago. I want to play it again. I played it thoroughly enjoyed it didn't remember a whole lot from it like i remember the basic plot but i didn't remember like the puzzles and stuff right right, i traditionally don't like adventure games but i do like this one so that's a testament to how good of a game it is and the shooting sequences are cool because you got to kind of hold the gun the whole time and when you think there's a shooting sequence you got to press a button on the gun and stuff it was good and i had a great time and i got to confirm that my justifier works great (laughs) because i still was able to beat the game but uh but yeah so i played through snatcher and i've been on this cyberpunk binge i've started rereading william gibson's neuromancer which was one of the original cyberpunks uh sat down and watched blade runner with my wife we watched the final cut i've got the box set that has all the five different cuts the work print Mm -hmm. the theatrical cut and the thing but we watched that so yeah with with snatcher yeah was it is is not as violent as like back in the day the guy hold with his head in his hand uh-huh was like the most violent thing yeah a non-pc person had seen on a sega cd right regardless i don't know how violent pc games were but for us that was like holy shit like yeah. that is like some violent shit but like the whole game isn't like that right i can't remember if that whole game is 
It's not, but there are four or five scenes that are pretty violent like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't remember it. I don't remember a lot of Maybe it's even more than that. It's like six or seven. (laughs) The little Metal Gear guys in it. Yeah. And and at the end of it, it's great. It's... It's so fascinating to me how the end of Snatcher so closely resembles the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, which you've yeah. played that game, you know it. Mm-hmm. And when yep. the Mark when the Metal Gear Mark II shows up as a full-blown Sega Genesis 2 with a Sega CD attached to it, yeah. you're just like, holy shit. Kojima knows yeah. what he's doing. Uh, yeah. The other thing I will say is I have stereo speakers, okay? Just standard stereo speakers, but they are separate speakers. Like my... Sony Trinitron has a audio out and I feed that into true amplified stereo speakers as like a virtual surround sound basically. And they have an early version of virtual surround sound and I'll be damned if it's not effective. I'm like, this is crazy. This is a 1994 game where if you have stereo speakers, it sounds like a handful of things are to your left, your right, or behind you. It's fascinating. That's cool. Say. Yeah. And they point it out when you load the game, but like if you ignore it, right? Because most people are playing this with just like emulation, to be honest. Like I, I think it's lost there, but it's fascinating to see it on real hardware and see it work like that. It's it's cool. But um here's what I'll say: Snatcher holds up. And I'm tempted now that I have the Mister, which has the MSX image. I want to play that SD Snatcher, the sedat- the Super Deformed Snatcher. It's a chibi um, turn-based RPG version of Snatcher that was released on the MSX in mm. between the PC-88 version, which is the original version of Snatcher, which only has Act 1 and 2, and the Sega CD release, which is Act 1, 2, and 3, which completes the story, and most of Act 3 is in this SD Snatcher, which is where the original story comes from, and then they implemented it into the Sega CD port. But um, I'm tempted to try it, but I'm told it's tedious. So if it becomes too tedious, I'll walk away from it, especially because the plot's the same. But Snatcher holds up. If you want to play Snatcher, I can't promise you you could have the light gun emulation like I did, uh, because I wasn't emulating it. I was using a real light gun on a real Sega CD, just using the Mega SD flash cart. Um... But uh, for the most part, like that game holds up. Do you think that's a game that could ever be remade in modern? Like, still have it be a, a an action adventure uh, uh, adventure game? I guess. I want but to believe it can be. I don't think it will be. Sort of update the graphics to like modern three D sort of. Oh, they could easily well, do that. Or would it lose its charm? Is it charming because it's that old? 16-bit era that's part of the charm the other thing is there are things you have to like excuse like the fact that gillian seed which is your main character is just horny for every girl in the game yes yes, i I remember the wrong things or the fact that he's horny over a teenager or things like that like you're not going to be able to get rid of that and i hate to say it but i think our socially conscious gaming world is not going to let that go but let's mm. assume for a minute you can let that go. Yeah, this game could completely be updated and released today. I don't think it'd be very popular. Yeah. Sadly. Maybe maybe Snatcher in like redone hyper realistic isn't Snatcher anymore. 
I say you start with Snatcher because it's the more digestible one. If it does well, you do Police Knots. I'd love to see Police Knots. Um, mm. In Japan, this game has been remade multiple times. It was on the PC Engine CD. It actually never got a Sega CD release, but enhanced releases that had the Sega CD changes with updated graphics were on both PlayStation and Saturn. And before you go looking, there is no fan translation. I think everyone's assumption is if you're an English speaker, you play the Sega CD version. Simply put, boom, 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 you're done. Um, Mm -hmm. Police Knots, on the other hand, was on a bunch of different systems as well and hadn't been localized for a long time. It was eventually localized on the PlayStation 1, but it didn't have the light gun stuff. That was when me and Jam played it for the game club. Then on Saturn, where it did have light gun compatibility, that's been recently translated, and I've been looking to go play through that, which I probably will do next now that I've played through Snatcher. So at some point, I'm going to find the time to play through the Saturn version of Police Knots. Much longer game, a little more tedious tedious of an adventure game, but it's an interesting game. It is definitely cyberpunk, and I would consider it Snatcher 2. But it completely abandons the plot line. So it's Snatcher 2, like Final Fantasy 2 is Final Fantasy 2. Like, it's in the future. It's a murder mystery, basically. It's got a lot of cyberpunk anti-corporate stuff in it, but it is a whole new story with a whole new cast of characters and loosely feels like a lethal weapon game, actually, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Because there's even like a black protagonist and a white protagonist and you kind of play the Mel Gibson character. It's very interesting. So, Hmm. yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't think it's actually going to happen. And if anybody wants to experience it, Snatcher... Has some cool stuff. I gotta say, uh, there is a um, five-part podcast series or six-part podcast series. Each episode's like twenty minutes, and it was localized in English. That's called Sedatcher, S D A T C H E R, and it's a great podcast that is a prequel into the game Snatcher. And if you listen to Sedatcher and then play Snatcher immediately before or after. And then watch Blade Runner. You get, especially if you start reading William Gibson's Neuromancer, which is the first of his like Matrix trilogy. It really all blends together as a multimedia experience very well. I will say, huh. and that's what I did. So I, I recommend that if you can. If you're just huh. fascinated, check it out though. Trees, you should download yeah. Sid Atcher one episodes one through five, one through yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a fun podcast radio play. Each episode's like 40, 50 minutes. And it's just like the prequel of like, how do the Snatchers get into Neo Tokyo and Mm -hmm. start showing up? And it goes into some of the stuff of like Snow 9, which you may not remember, but that's like the chemical dust that resides where Snatchers are. And there's a lot of interesting scientific stuff about them getting melanoma and stuff and that's all in there and uh, a lot of the stuff that's in like the computer which you may not engage with unless you want to get real deep with it because it is in fact a kojima game Mm -hmm. like sudatcher explains a lot of that stuff it's a cool (laughs) little podcast in that world why it's called sudatcha i don't know but yeah that's what they called it and i think it was written by suda 51 believe it or not no yeah i think suda 51 wrote a love letter to Kojima's Snatcher, and that's where Sedatcher comes from. And it came out in like the mid-2000s. That's why we did the game club. But anyway. Nice. All right, so last but not least, 
I played a game. So there's a video game that came out on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and PC Steam called Terminator Salvation. Are you familiar that this game exists? No. Okay. Based on the movie? What? No. No, believe it or not, it's not. Um, Was there a movie Salvation or am I making that up? Was there a Terminator Salvation? It sounds like a Terminator movie. Well, and actually, maybe Salvation was the movie and Resistance is the game I'm thinking of. Hold on real quick. What was the one with the... It's Terminator Resistance. Sorry. Salvation was the movie, right? Salvation was the movie. I think that was the one with um, uh, 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 Christian Bale. It's the fourth movie. Yeah, the one where he's yelling yelling at the sound guy. I've never played... Yes, that happened, yes. But I've never played or watched Salvation. And I should point out that there is an original OG Xbox first-person shooter game of Salvation, and I guess it wasn't good. That's what I've heard, okay. is it's not good. All so right. there was a game called Terminator Resistance. Came out within the last year or two. Can't even remember the publisher, to be honest. Um, and it had a low print run, which is why it gets, it's like infamous, because it was like 60 bucks when it came out, no one bought it. Now it's worth like, a hundred dollars because it's like rare Mm -hmm. and if you try to buy it on steam and stuff like that it's like it's like 60 bucks and it's i will tell you right now it's not worth 60 bucks i've played through it but it went on the xbox store as a sale and i'm sure there are steam and playstation sales maybe not going on right now but similar sales that will exist and it is a first person shooter in the future it's like the john connor kyle reese like future area Right. It's like a 10-hour first-person shooter campaign in that area. And it's not bad, man. Oh. It's fun. Okay. It plays like a 360 shooter, right? Like, kind of clumsy. <laughs> Graphics aren't the best. Weird stuff. But you're shooting fucking Terminators. That's good enough. It's got a weird level-up system. It combines all the worlds, right? It tells you where you fit in with the John Connor thing. Oh. I guess mild spoilers. You meet John Connor in the game. They explain everything. They over-explain everything, in fact. And not to a bad point. But they... If you've ever wondered how the Terminator canon is possible, they right. tackle it in this game. They fucking go head-on. Like Christopher Lloyd hearing all your complaints about Back to the Future and explaining them away. They're like, we know what you're going to say. Let's explain it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they fucking do it, man. (laughs) There's romance options. You can have awkward sex with people. Yeah, it happens. I don't know if I like that, but... (sighs) It's a thing. It comes up at the end. It's very rare, but like, you're like, what? There's a little heart next to the, the choice, and you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, there's like, oh... We're stripping this girl down. There's no nudity in the game, I should point out. And then all of a sudden, you're like having sex with her, like full blown, like, like rocking camera. And you're like, oh, okay, this is happening. Crazy. And my wife's like, the shit they put in video games. That's right. <laughs> but, sexy, uh, sexy shit. Yeah, but like, it's. I feel like I'm opening myself up for criticism and that's fair, but like, I don't care enough about this game to defend it. But like, if you're just wanting like a first person game in the Terminator universe that really takes the license to a good place 
and makes a decent campaign out of it with decisions and conversations and shooting, mm-hmm. this game delivers in strides. It's way better than it has any right to be, I guess is what I would say. Hmm. For 20 bucks, it was good. Listen, I don't judge. Sure. I don't judge crappy games. I've been I've been looking hardcore. I wouldn't say it's crappy. I would say it's B tier. B tier. Sure. I have no problem with B tier games. You know me. Yes, I know. I love B tier games. I've been like staring hard uh, at the Cobra Kai video game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. 25, the... bucks. 25 bucks. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. It was on sale. <laughs> and and they have... like, it's 25 bucks. Like They have a Switch version. I'm like, uh-huh. just to have the, the cartridge of it. I know, right? <laughs> or keepsake. And I love the Karate Kid. I haven't watched Cobra Kai yet. I really need to fix oh. that. Cobra Kai is fucking amazing. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. I'm going to hold you, you to like, that. I'm going to watch like it. Karate Kid? I love, I have the box set, man. I have the 4K why, of the original. Then why would you watch this series? Oh, well, if I'm being frank, because my wife doesn't want to watch it. Now, that doesn't mean I won't watch it alone. Mm. It just means I haven't gotten around to it. And I had it for YouTube Red for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it went away because of the Netflix deal. And then it showed up on Netflix. And I was like, oh, dope. But I just haven't gotten around it's, to it. Listen to me. All right. Okay. I ask you to do many things. For, uh-huh. You never, you never I do. Know, I know. I, I don't know. I how actually many do them. one or two, but not enough to be significant. If you like Karate Kid movies like I do, I like one and two. Actually, let's get that straight. I like Karate Kid one and two. And I fucking it. loved three. Three is worth being in the conversation. Yeah, Four, I think, the next I think Karate Kid with Jennifer Garner, not so much. But one, two, um, and three, I can get behind wholeheartedly. I'm a one and two guy. Okay, fair. That's for me, that's Those my are childhood. the better games. Or, sorry, uh, movies. And the series does something not many series that try to like cash in on nostalgia do. They hit this perfect balance of like giving you the movies backflashes enough to get you teary eyed, but also having a real solid set of like new kids that you Mm -hmm. care about too. Like they do this perfect balance and the show is probably one of the best things I've watched in a while. Holy shit. I watched season three just came out. Yep. And I watched all of it in one day at work. Oh my God. The day after after, uh, New Year's, there was no mail because we, you know, before a holiday like that, we like really bust ass and like pump everything out of the building so mm-hmm. we don't get packed up. So a lot of times what happens is the day after there's nothing to do or not enough for someone, you know, like me, who's, who's a little bit up the rung. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I sat in the area where you pitch mail, like you just throw mail in a case all day. So I did throw mail in a case in day, but I had my phone just perched up there and I watched Pretty much, I think I watched eight out of the ten episodes in one day. And then uh, I watched the other two. It's good, Fred. So, if nothing else, uh, watch Cobra Kai. Yes, sir. Will do. I might have to buy this game. (laughs) Looks like a dumb beat em up. Yeah, right? Like, I I can kind of tell. Yeah. So, I might have to get it. Well, after all that, that's what I've done. <laughs> all right. 
Sounds good. That's a lot. Yeah. It's more than usual. It's a lot. It is. I was uh, I was a busy boy. So busy boy. But I'm happy. And I get, I'm getting more into retro. And I'm gonna start doing videos again. So stay tuned. <laughs> like sooner than later. Mm-hmm. With actual like content. So stay tuned. Nice. All right. It's late. You're probably tired. I'm definitely exhausted. Mm-hmm. Let's call yeah. it a night. I like it. All right. Well, until next week, this is Fred and Trees saying peace out. Later.